Welcome to season five of Vitamins for Breakfast, Quarantine Edition. I had big plans for the season, but then life happened and I felt as if a wrench was thrown in my plan. But this time has taught me the importance of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. In efforts to reinvent my plans, I ended up creating one of the most inspiring seasons where I feature six amazing men and women. All my guests openly discuss their individual experiences in this country, along with their journeys to social, physical, mental, and emotional elevation. It's time we change the soundtrack that's been written for our lives, as we are more than what they categorize us to be, and this season will solidify that. So let's get some vitamins for the soul with this episode of Vitamins for Breakfast. Let's find out who today's guest is. Eric is a physical representation of mind over matter. The other day, this man walked from the Bronx to the Brooklyn Bridge. This man literally pushes past the mental limitations many of us might face when we think about doing things. This is even more evident in his work in the health industry. He is a creator of The Untamed Beings, a platform to educate people on health and wellness. He has been working on everything health-related since I met him in college six years ago, and I'm sure he was doing that even before then, and he's still doing it today, and he remains consistent. His passion for helping others is evident in all he does, and it's even more evident if you're lucky enough to call him a friend. I am so happy to have you here today, Eric. Welcome. Wow. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much, Shayla. Wow. He's holding his heart, y'all. He's holding his heart. <laughs> Yo, like for real, like you have you are really a, a physical representation of like what it means to really push through your limits. And I we used to work we we met in college and we yeah. used to work in the fitness center together and I would see you come in every day and you know have your clients and you never like missed a beat. You know, you were always still always on your shit and I'm just like, "Damn, that's something to admire, you know, especially that, you know, you I, I can see you like a brother almost because, you know, we're friends, one, but also because, you know, you are a black man. I'm like, damn, to see someone be this consistent, sometimes we feel like, damn, like, you know, there's not enough examples for, for my community actually sticking to their shit and being about it on our level. We see celebrities all the time. Yeah. But when you see it on your level, you're like, damn, I, I can do this shit, you know? And then you see, you see you manifesting it with untamed beings. Like you're, you're, you're being really true to the shit that you really care about, which is health, wellness, and health is so much bigger to you than just like the physical health. Like you with mental health, there's a lot of conversations that you're constantly having with, with your community and just with people in general that I'm just like, yo, this man is an asset to, to, to our generation and just to our community in general. You know, we're, we're lucky to have you because you're to top it off. You're so generous with your information. I don't think you are ever afraid to put people on you know how some people are like yo i don't want to put people on to information because then they'll want you know i just feel like you're all about creating community um any way you can and you're not ever like yo i'm gonna reserve myself because i want to get on top you don't got that ego you know what i'm saying like it just yeah. you're just very a pure genuine soul and i'm just like i need eric on my podcast i could talk forever i could rant forever <laughs> about how dope you are as a person so i'm so happy to have you here how have you been like doing during quarantine how have you been keeping yourself focused first off thank you for that amazing introduction <laughs> yeah, he's like we're not gonna <laughs> bypass that yeah. that was that was really fantastic thank you, you so much you deserve it you deserve it thank you but in terms of this quarantine um mm-hmm. healthy my family's healthy mm-hmm. uh still able to work so i'm very grateful for everything like things yeah. could be a lot worse 
Okay, that's a good that's a good um, mind frame to have on it because I think everyone for the at least for the beginning of it was so like yo my life is has been flipped upside down like what is my life and I think if you focus on what you still have during this time it's like you if your family's good and you have yeah. a, you have income like what more do you really need you know and to a degree this quarantine was a blessing like oh, my absolutely. one of my goals for 2020 was getting my financial shit together like. Yeah. Working like having a solid plan of working out of debt, just yeah. changing my mind frame about money because I was buying a lot of stuff that I wanted and yeah. now I have like no money for what I need. Right. So it's like right. I'm actually having a better relationship with money and Got because it. I couldn't go outside and spend Yeah, like yeah, it was, yeah. It was easy it to helped say no you. To people. It helped you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I don't have to worry about the awkward no's when people want to ask me. Oh honestly. my like, god. Gosh. I had a friend the other day was like, yo, my birthday, I'm thinking about doing something. I'm like, yo, it is quarantine. You know, I'm trying to protect myself. I'm not trying to waste no money. So I was like, uh, you know, this is a good excuse. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, before you had excuses, but now you're like, yeah. you can really solidify it. Like I really can't, you know what I'm saying? Because road is out here. And then, but like, I, with I me, you. too, when I'm yeah. people invite me out, I know myself. Like, I'm going to want to enjoy yeah. myself. So yeah. even if I'm not drinking, I'm going to buy something to eat eventually, depending on how long yeah. we're out. Money's going to be spent. Yeah. And it's like, if I know that time can be put, that time in general can be put towards something that I want to do, like, for yeah. future self. Yeah. And it's like, I shouldn't be going out. Exactly. Because <laughs> you have, I mean, when you, especially when you're trying to save money, you know sacrifice is just a guarantee. And yeah. a lot of people don't like that part of it because you still want to be in the mix, you know. You don't want to. You feel like you want to miss something, you know. Like you're like, I don't want to miss something. Yeah, so yeah. So you're just like, nah, fuck it. I gotta, I gotta stay my ass at home because I need to save this money. But let's get into a little bit about you with this mind over matter mentality. Right, like what? Mm. Like what? How did this happen? Like how did you become this like driven about the shit that you care about when it comes to like just your creative passions, everything that you do, fitness. Like, what got you to this type of mentality? Man, you walked from the Bronx Brook the other day. Like, how did you do that? Like, yeah, that was wild. I'm not going to hold you. Yo, you, yo, you, <laughs> push, you push yourself, man. You push yourself. When I got yourself. to 23rd, I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what is the purpose? Yeah. yeah. But in terms of that mentality in general, um, that goes back to my family. Uh, I think everything starts with my mom. Yeah. Like, she would always instill... Um, working towards perfection or your perfection because perfe- using the word perfection is kind of bad but it's like working towards the best of your ability so mm-hmm. it's like when I was doing my homework I, I remember vividly like second third grade that's when I learned how to do script mm-hmm. and at that time I had to um, do the alphabet and script and then do like basic sentences mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> she would stay up with me while I'm doing my homework and mm-hmm. if I wrote sloppy and she knew I could write better, she'll wait for me to finish writing the whole damn paper, then rip it up <laughs> in my face. <laughs> she'll crumble it up in my face, throw it out, and be like, so you don't know how to write now? Write it again. Ooh. I remember one time I was up to like two in the morning doing it. And then the other times where like I couldn't, I, I was too tired. So she'll yeah. let me go to sleep, but wake me up at five in the morning to finish Start. it. Yeah. Dang. So it was like having that and mm-hmm. like being having that forced on you you're kind of like okay if i can do better why not mm-hmm. so that that gave me a value mm-hmm. of taking pride in my work yeah. um now don't get me wrong i'm not like that about everything because right. like as you always saw me in the gym like i consider mm-hmm. myself a full-time trainer but a part-time student like mm-hmm. if i don't care about something i, I half-ass it 
Got it. Got it. Got it. So if someone if someone was like in class with you, like, damn, Eric, you don't you know you really don't give your all to this side of like the But that's even that's crazy itself. Like in class and during the learning aspect. You were good. I'm I'm participating in class and stuff. Oh yeah, you're right. I did have a class with your ass. You did. You did got you. But it's on the projects if I work. Yeah. Uh, So it's like on the projects and stuff, if I thought it was interesting. I'll come up with elaborate ideas and stuff like that. But in terms yeah. of like BS homework or yeah. if it's a reading that I feel like it's just redundant, you're just giving us work. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about that. You know, that's that. I mean, but that ain't, you know, that ain't wrong. Like, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Cause at the end of the day, I think with just the education system as a whole is so like, it's so unrealistic. Cause you know, people have so oh, yeah. many different ways of learning. Like how are you going to have one way of learning for a whole class of 30 students? Let's say like when we were like in high school or something, like mm-hmm. how are you going to have us all learning one way? It's impossible. Like we, you have people who are visual learners. You have people who have photographic memory. So they just might end up better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and then you have this whole system where it's like, yeah, we're going to measure your intelligence by these tests. And some some people might not know like the terms and stuff. I remember like with the SATs, there was like this whole issue because y'all using terms and like, and types of like scenarios that maybe someone from my community has never experienced. So I wouldn't know how much boats Becky has in her backyard. <laughs> now, you know, I'm like, I really don't know. You know, I was a little confused. So there's like some terms that you get that you're like, damn, you know, I really can't use this. I, I just feel like it's rigged, you know? Yeah, the education system in America itself pisses me off because, yeah. like, they never teach you for what you actually need in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and Absolutely. then once you graduate from school, they expect you to know everything. So it's like you literally need to get a second education while in school. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. now, like, especially now, I've learned more about black history on Twitter this past two months than I ever did in school. Your entire life. And that and that. <laughs> And that I think what makes me so uncomfortable is when I remember what that what that time was like in school. Like when they would talk about it, when you realize yeah. the the how tailored it was to just one narrative and it was just like yeah. slavery. It was just slavery. And you had one one few people who managed to stand up, but it was still slavery and you guys were just slaves. And then when you are in school and and you know, predominantly the class might not necessarily be of color, you know. Like for me personally, I, I was in school, there was a lot of South American people, therefore they were okay. lighter than me. Um they so I, I think just naturally I was looked at like, oh, you know, this this maybe Pretty applies more to out. her. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like it was always you always felt uncomfortable with these conversations because to top it off, how they were showcasing the story was just negative. And I'm just like, that's what I'm saying through Twitter now, like you're saying, you end up finding out like, damn, like we were fucking great. Like, why y'all had yeah. us thinking that we weren't great? Like, why? We had our own running community, just like Everything. these Jews have now. And y'all burned it down because y'all couldn't mm-hmm. see it happen. So it's just like, and even before then, when you just think about like Africa as a whole, you know, they tried to act like Africa was such like a, uh, when they when they arrived there, they weren't civilized, you know, that they just were like animalistic and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Always and trying I'm to make just, the, the colonizer seem like he was in the right. Yes, exactly. You know, kind of how they pump this white Jesus into you. Like, look up to mm-hmm. this man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yo, you you realize that the whole system is rigged. And I think that's the hardest thing to come to terms with as an adult, you know, when you're just like, damn, I have to relearn everything. So I wasted. I feel like I wasted. What? How many years learning a rig, a lie? I learned a lie for like 15 years. And now I have to 15, unlearn 14. this lie. By myself yeah. too, and y'all don't want to help me either because y'all just like bitch. You gotta pay rent, so. Uh, and then you know, even when you unlearn the lie, 
you're still in the America that doesn't want you to live in that reality anyway. So yo, and you're like, what the fuck do I do? You know, you feel you end up feeling stuck. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I guess I just kind of want to get your perspective on that, especially since you have such a mind over matter mentality. But mm-hmm. with this situation, it feels like you have a ceiling. You know, like you feel like damn, like because if the system is still the system, you know, how do I rise above the system when the system is the creator of all? Oh, you know, it dictates money. my life. You know what I'm saying? So like, where do like, what do you, what type of mind frame do you get yourself into to kind of keep moving forward when you have so many like things that are trying to be like, nah, you're not meant to move forward. So it's like, we're not meant to move forward in this system, but mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why the black community can create their own mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So it's like Amish, Hasidic, these mm-hmm. Jewish people have their own yeah. communities all over yeah. the country. Mm-hmm. They keep everything within themselves and they're doing mm-hmm. just fucking fine. And you want to know why too? Because they take it very fucking seriously. I think that yeah. they, they take it so... There is no... I'm telling you seriously this, but there's levels too. You can realize how like, let's say for the Hasidic community, there are extremes. They do have some extremes like when it comes to like how they treat their women and how a relationship is just like we have kids and that's it. Yeah, like yeah. there's there's extremes within that society, but it's just like there is no reason why we can't keep things just within us and then have trust within each other you know what i'm saying like i feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of times people have an issue going to a black owned business because they just don't trust their dollar there they trust their dollar at target because they know target i was just thinking this the other day is like we don't value something as successful unless or a successful opportunity unless a white person tells us it is absolutely school yeah school is given like it's it's um preached to us by white people Mm-hmm. go to school and then then our parents because they want us to be successful in the corporate world say you have to go to school yeah in all honesty all these trades plumbing construction yes. mechanic they mm-hmm. are worth so much more than our fucking bachelor's degree you can absolutely get. absolutely the salary that these people make i you will graduate on your oh you know i got my little degree and mm-hmm. then you stand next to somebody who is like a construction worker or even a garbage man and these people make will make three times the money you make and they're on a high school diploma. Yeah. And it's that, just like... That shit pisses me off, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, because you like, yo, yo, you know what I feel like doing? I feel like going with my diploma and going to Oswego and being like, yo, this is my yo, receipt. Can, can I, I get it back? Front? Like, can I get it back? Like, I, I don't want you. it. I don't want it. Like, like, it's... Don't get me wrong. I never want to knock anyone who didn't go to college because I feel for you. Like, I feel like I was yeah. rushed or forced to go to college. Yeah. Um, But it's like... All these trades, they're need-based businesses. Like, I'm following someone on Instagram now, uh, Prince Donnell, and that's what he talks about a lot. Yeah. And like, oh, I know what you're you... talking about. Prince Donnell is the guy who has the really nice eyes, who is married, and he always talks about... Is that the guy? Uh, that tax, the guy? A tax accounting and stuff like that, and he has a thick beard. Yes, yes, yes. yes He's married, yes, though, some... right? He's always yes, talking yes. about, like, stay on, your, stay on track. You talk about this guy? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. He's really good for the community, too. He's another one where I'm like, I'm glad somebody is talking like this. Exactly. For people to hear him. And he's not like, he's not this like big celebrity. He is just like an average person. Like you can feel like, you know, you can feel like you're getting information from a real person. So I definitely, I've seen him. He's giving all those tools for free on Instagram. Everything you pay for is like, sure, you're getting what you're getting on Instagram. But like, now you're actually getting to speak to him. But like, he's giving out free gems all the fucking time. Yeah, all the time. And it's like, you should do that. Good, good, drop some gems, man. You got some gems to drop? Yeah, I want to get into teaching. Like, yeah, I want. I I'm going to. I want to apply for DOE to start teaching. And Stop then ask, lying. No, seriously. Stop yeah. lying. You copying me because I'm working for a school you, right now. Yeah. Are you really? 
Yeah, nice. that's what you copy me. No, honestly, it is. You realize how rewarding it is, though, when you when you feel like you because at the end of the day, you know, you can't change adults. You're no, you're noticing it right now. Exactly. You know, exactly. Your right now, you're like, you can't get all these adults to get that shit right. At the end of the day, their adults are setting the way. So, you know, you have to start where it fucking matters. You know, we're trying mm-hmm. to we're trying to feed into where it doesn't matter and it's not going to work. That shit is dead. We need to go where, you know, where the, the next generation is coming and they're going to be the ones who are like, yo, this matters, this matters and this Absolutely. matters. So we gotta we have to turn around and give it to them so they can do what you know what we couldn't do. But at the end of the day, I think what we are experiencing right now, we are still the foundation. We are still adding something. We're still building blocks. So when we hand it off to the next generation, they can do you know the they what can we improve couldn't. upon it. Yep. Exactly, and improve upon it. So I mean, I'm definitely all for that. You definitely should do that. You know, educate. Uh, you know, I think kids naturally probably will gravitate towards you just because of that leadership type of energy that you give so i love children it's like even with training like the kids classes i was doing for like soccer and stuff like that or any type of sport like just seeing the impact you make in them just for that one hour of Mm -hmm. giving them like a time to be a kid yes 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 and like one of the worst things i hate is a child who like is not being cared for like they did not ask to come into this world yeah and like you never know anyone's family situation. So if yeah. from eight to three, if you could be in my classroom and even if you're not enjoying school itself, if you could feel safe and feel like mm-hmm. you can actually learn, then yeah. by all means, I'll provide that. Absolutely. Because I think a lot of times people don't want to be the solution for a problem. You know what I'm saying? I think everyone's just trying like, how do I start my own thing? It's like, sometimes some of us are just meant to kind of add you know aid into like the holes you know plug in the holes and yeah, yeah. And, and play your role for the bigger picture i think everyone wants to be this big grand thing and that's okay i mean aim for the stars you know i'm not saying you know dumb yourself down but i mean i think in the process just make sure you are giving something that is beyond you you know that you're extending yourself forward for somebody else and then so even I, when you are creating your own thing you can still create yeah. your own thing to plug in a problem exactly exactly so if you didn't want to be a formal teacher you could teach on instagram you could teach exactly on YouTube. there's so people people are like i think and i get it like you this world has taught you there's only one way and i think people feel like there's only one way and you start realizing i think the more you start venturing on things you're like yo there's a thousand ways to do things you know what i'm yo, saying like man. there's so many ways to do one thing that you saw like this is my passion like i want to help people like you know that that's your passion but you're like mm-hmm. yo there's so many ways to help people like let's say for you you can help kids you can help adults with fitness you can even help old people with fitness you can help so many people in this whole thing of fitness let's say or health or wellness there's so many things that you can do that it's like yo the 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 possibilities are fucking endless like Mm -hmm. honestly that the we we set the limits on ourselves, and that kind of goes back to the fact that you do have this mind over matter mentality because some people don't have that and that's why they get stuck and think well i can't do it because there's only one avenue that i know that is available you know what i'm saying and I think that's why with the education system, we struggle because they only tell you science, math, history. And they're just like, yo, what is outside of this? You know, and and, and you feel like there is just this one thing. This only and Don't one get way. me wrong. The real world does revolve around those subjects. But yeah. in school, we're not taught the relationship between the real world and these subjects. And these so subjects. we think they're two completely different worlds. Yeah. When in reality, they do intertwine. But yeah. we're just taught wrong. Like, yeah. And it is almost to lead you astray in a way. It's like, it's almost like sink or swim, you know? Some of y'all might swim and some of y'all might drown, but we hope yeah. that most of y'all drown. You know what I'm saying? Like, it kind of feels 80%, like that. No, it, like, yeah. it is. Like, we hope 80% of you swim so we get good uh, yeah. like, numbers for these regions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But 
this is the curriculum. This is what it got to yeah. do. And if you can't finish this test or if you don't know the um, stuff for this test, uh, we're going to have to get you out of the school so you don't fuck yeah. up our numbers. It's so mm-hmm. sad. It's so sad because I do have a friend and she she honestly, she changed her entire life. But she was one of those cases where it's like, you know, you're not doing that great in school. And then you're involved in this shit you shouldn't be involved mm-hmm. with. And they're like, nah, we got to put you in one of these specialized schools because you're going to fuck up our numbers. Yeah. And it's just like, damn. But she got so much out of being in that school because it was a more one-on-one experience because they're like, yo, these kids are like, you know, at-risk kids. So we got to make sure that we give them that attention. So she ended up kind of like really rising to a point where I'm like, damn, you know, she's a successful person just because of that experience so mm-hmm. um it is sad that they do that to people but i have seen people really rise above the you know what you try to do with them you try to set them aside and they ended up being like nah like i'm but very much a part of this shit should you need to go to a specialized school in order to get that the one-on-one from a teacher absolutely not but you know at the same time the system is fucked up because it's like even teachers are underpaid like teachers do not get as much money as they deserve they are they are controlling an entire classroom of like 30 minds different personalities and they got to make sure that they're getting the information to you in a way that you understand it or at least most the majority understand it and then of course in a group of 30 people you're also going to be dealing with kids who have issues because of at home chemical reactions in their brain it's just a lot for one human being to be making fucking forty thousand dollars a year are you fucking kidding me like Very nah true. that that, that y'all should be teachers should be at 100k the type of shit they have to deal with and they got to do it for years to probably see 80 or 90 it's just like teachers it's really the system that's the problem because even with these charter schools they have set up these type of curriculums that like you can't even tiptoe outside of these lines because you might lose your job as a yep. teacher and there's if no you, union for charter school too oh shit i didn't even know that yeah and if there is, it's definitely not as good as the OE union. It's, so. Yeah, it's probably not a good... It's not, it doesn't even look out for you, really. That is crazy, man. Honestly, I, that's what I'm saying. They really... They, that's what that's what frustrates me. Because it feels like everywhere you turn, it's like they still put a, 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 a barrier in front of you. You know what I'm saying? And you got to continue to just like... You know, it's like Nipsey with the marathon continues. Like every time, you're going to be hit with some shit. And you got to keep going because at the end of the day it's just it never stops at the end of the day it is it is infinite you know what i'm saying like this is forever you know you might be 80 with problems that you didn't know you was gonna have but when you realize that it is a continuous struggle it's Mm. easy to have mind over matter Mm. because like speak on it speak on it (laughs) (laughs) i think that's where people like get messed up like they see the end goal and how grand that is and then they compare mm-hmm. it to where they are now and it's just like how can i ever get there yeah. not realizing that like over time you do little by little and, and it's easy there. to get there like it's compound interest yeah and it's so interesting because i when you say that i think about hiking and i remember we did that hiking trip as like a as a staff yeah. group in college and I, I was tight the whole time so i'm like you know i don't do this shit like you don't know, really like these people I only that. got <laughs> only got like two friends here i was like yeah, i remember this that and then when we received when we got to the top and i saw that view though i was like damn like when in my life will i be able to say that i got to see this you know i was given i was being given such an opportunity then and i didn't want to see it for that i was seeing it like man this is hard right now i just want to go back yeah. and I, when i got to the end i was like oh shit like look at this fucking view like this is incredible so it's, it really is like you realize that we want shit fast we want shit that instant gratification of course yeah. instagram has a lot to do with that but when you make it to the end you realize like yo all those little steps i was doing this whole time although i did it tight the whole time like it was worth it so it's like it is that mind over matter is definitely about not focusing so much about maybe how you're feeling in that moment and you know the destination but just like the process getting there you know what i'm saying yeah it's 
everyone always says it like enjoy the process you yeah. never really understand what the hell that is until you look back at something you've already done yo that is so true it's like true. thinking about um me being able to do maybe 30 to 50 push-ups at once like yeah. i remember a time where i couldn't do a push-up yeah i remember that's a time right where that's me right now what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk I about that later <laughs> i remember a time where i couldn't do 10 push-ups at a time yeah like, yeah yeah just keep practicing and eventually you adapt and you get yeah. better and better and now i can do 30 to 50 at one time so that's it's just like true. it's hard in the moment to mm-hmm. enjoy the process if like you're only focused on the end goal the pain or yeah, yeah. Or the pain that you're feeling you know the, the bad side of what's happening right now yeah, that's another. Yeah. yeah, so I think that helps me too because I'm fairly optimistic about almost anything I do. I can like, see that. I can see that. It helps you a lot. That does help you a lot. Like I realize in any situation, you can choose a smile or you could choose a frown. Like that's legit a choice. Yeah. So it's like even when people piss me off or and stuff like that, going back to like where I wanted to self reflect on what I did. Yeah. It yeah. was also like if I truly found that I, there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. Take a few deep breaths, sing a song in my head, and then it's like that's done. Yeah, leave like, it, leave it there. You know, leave it yeah. there. And that's, that's hard, hard to do, but yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. very hard to do, very hard to yeah. do. Yeah. Even when I leave it there, it'll come back to me later in the night, mm-hmm. or it'll come back to me when, when you I'm in alone. the shower, like we said, you be in the shower <laughs> thirty minutes, like damn, I should have yeah. said something. Why I let that person like talk to me like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then that's another choice. You're gonna mm-hmm. keep going on about it, or you're gonna choose to let it go. It's yeah. always a choice to let it go. Right, it's not right. just once you let it go and it's done. Like, it's always yeah. going to reoccur. And you know what I think it is, too, though? I think at the same time, it is good to still honor that emotion. You know, we're always go- oh, we're going to yeah. feel we're going to feel all emotions in this lifetime. You're going to feel angry. You're going to feel upset. You're going to feel happy. You're going to feel excited. You're going to feel all these emotions. And I think a lot of times the moment we feel like somebody is ta- getting like the upper hand on our emotions, we're like, nah, fuck that. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to put that shit away. Like, I don't care. And when you don't address it, it just sits there, you know, and it grows and it grows and it gr- and it's growing in the background. You don't even see it mm-hmm. growing. It's just growing because you never addressed it, you know? So I, I I definitely feel like at the same time, it's so good to still honor that the fact that that person got you tight and you just recognize it about yourself, recognize like, damn, I don't like that that shit made me tight. But, you know, next time what I plan to do about it is this way. You know, I, I clearly this 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 evokes something in me. This makes me feel upset. I'm feeling upset right now. So how yeah. do I want to go about go about it next time? So I feel like I honored how I felt. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So like. That's how you can go through that process. I always say, like, what makes us human are our emotions. So it's like, yeah. if you're avoiding a certain emotion for whatever reason, like, mm-hmm. you're not truly being as human as you can be. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I always want people to self-reflect on situations. That mm-hmm. does not mean you have to do it five seconds after the situation happened. Exactly. People be like, yo, I got to rectify this right now. It like, like, no, it doesn't. Nah, you have every right to feel how you feel. Yeah. Um, I think Charlemagne said this. Is like you can't be mad at how someone reacts to what you do. Yeah. Like if some if if I slap you mm-hmm. and you shoot me because I slapped you, yeah. You shooting me is kind of beast, but you would have yeah. never done it if I didn't slap you. So it's like, can right. I really be mad at you for shooting me? Yeah. So it's like if yeah if someone disrespects me and I'm mad at them, can they really be mad at me for feeling disrespected? Like, yeah, you did that. You exactly, it. and then you saying all that just kind of makes me, you know, feel a, like feel the tension of what ha- what's happening right now. Especially when you said shoot me, I was just like, 
You know, Eric, oh, come on. Yeah, we you know, in a <laughs> touchy place right now. You know, don't say that like that. You For know what sure, I'm saying? Yeah. But, I, but I feel what you're saying is kind of like, you know, we're in a time right now where people want to make other people feel responsible for their shitty actions. You know what I'm saying? Like this, you guys want us to justify why, you know, George Floyd was killed. You know, you want to justify it because what, he's a cop, you know, they were trying, the, the thing about this case is that they can't find nothing to justify it. They're like, yo, we struggling. We got nothing on this man. He was a good man in his community. They're like, we got nothing bad on him. Yeah, he Even did drugs at one point. Man, like, no, of course, of eight course. minutes. None of it is justifiable. <laughs> None of it. But this is the system that we're in where they're like, yo, how yeah. can we justify why how I reacted how it? I reacted? You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying for the, let's say for these white people, like, like let's say this white cop, like trying to find, you know, get your lawyers to try to justify why you reacted how you reacted. George Zimmerman, yeah. you know, try to get your lawyers to justify why you prosecuted this guy and shot him, you know, a young kid who just had Skittles in his fucking hoodie. Mm-hmm. And just because you, you decided you want to justify why you did that because, oh, there was things happening in the neighborhood and I needed to check up on it because I'm a watchdog and I do like, there is nothing to justify what you did. And you're trying to find why reasons why you reacted why you reacted. When is you? You react that way because you have a problem. Not this kid yeah. had a problem. You know what I mean? So I just be getting tight because a lot of times people don't realize that they project their problems onto other people that want to make you responsible for their reaction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Should be getting me tight, Eric. Yo, when <laughs> when these videos first came out, like I was stressing myself out heavy for like yeah. two to three weeks. Yeah. And it's it's got to the point to where it's starting last week. Mm. I had to tone down what the fuck I was like consuming. Watching, yup. Because yep. it was, it was like five videos a day of mm. people posting different videos from all over the goddamn country mm. of people being harassed, of black people specifically being harassed by yeah. cops for yeah. seemingly no reason. And then yeah. even if it is a specific reason, like mm-hmm. the situations could be handled so much better. Like if you, yeah. if I come at you in a hostile way, and I like. Seeing like if I'm being mad rude, like yo, 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 can you stop? Can, can I talk to you and shit like that? Like, would you yeah. want to talk to me? Right. Would you want to cooperate with anything I'm saying? Like right. if I just say, excuse me, um, you did this and that, uh, we're gonna mm-hmm. have to run your license plate real quick or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. just only take a minute. Uh may I have your license, stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. speaking politely. Right, right. Like we're right. really true. Because that costs because that costs nothing to be polite, one. And two, I no. think what gets me tight, what gets me tight is that cops got it twisted. Like they act like we don't fucking pay for their salary. Like if I at the end of the day, if this is customer service, you know, if this is a waiter, a waiter ain't gonna fucking treat me like shit and it's okay. Like that's not gonna happen. The waiter might fucking lose their job because customers come first. So I'm a customer essentially. I pay for your salary. So you should be treating me. I don't go to my job and be like, yo, fuck you, because that's my boss. I can't talk to him like that. I'm your boss. And I pay your salary so I, sh- I expect at least some respect and that's what I'm saying it gets me tight because it's like it costs nothing for you to be respectful to somebody especially when we pay your salary yeah. so it's just it just really gets me tight because you realize that we pay for something and we're the only group of people who don't get what we pay for and I'm just like well, what, what, what's the point of paying taxes I don't think we should be paying taxes and at this point deeper than the whole tax situation and paying their salaries like they are mm-hmm. customer service and whenever you're dealing with people you are yeah. in customer service exactly. it's like Going back to the waiter, if waiters get yelled at all the time all and get complaints the all the time, time, they can't flip back on someone and shit like that mm-hmm. and like be in a place of power. Mm-hmm. Cops, for whatever reason, they get any type of backlash and yeah. oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm hurt. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like their emotional skin is too fucking thin. It is thin. so thin. And I'm just like, yo, <laughs> y'all don't get y'all don't get paid to be like bully patrols. Like if someone says something mean, oh, I gotta put you in your place. Like that is not your job. You know, freedom of speech, I can say whatever I want to say to you, especially if you approach me aggressively. I can say I should have the right to say fuck you. I don't, you know, you 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 a piece of shit. I can say whatever I want to say. Your job exactly. at the end of the day is still your job. So long as they don't touch you and it's just words. Exactly. What the f- that's not hurting you in whatever at way. <laughs> your ego though, your ego getting hurt and that's what I'm saying we got too much people who are working these level of jobs and they're not being vetted properly I think the process of be- mm-hmm. becoming into the police department has been like watered down like no- they want people so bad they want those numbers so bad that they will let anybody in and there's one thing that I say and it might sound fucked up but I'm gonna say it anyway I don't think cops should be out of shape I really don't because oh at the God. end of the day oh God, if oh a- listen because I'm like if a cop is fat let me say okay I don't want to say fat overweight and he gotta no, chase somebody let's, let's say it let's get to it let's get <laughs> If a cop is fat, he if he can't outrun you, he gonna want to shoot. So I'm just like, what is the point? You you they have they should have it kind of military because in the military you gotta every every year you gotta be on your shit. They should have they should have like tests every year you come in. You gotta we gotta make sure you're up to par with your weight. You know how often NYPD has tests? How often? Every five the years. Fucking, the fucking academy. That's after it. You, after you are a cop, you, there are no fitness tests. That is backwards. How you going? You can't have overweight people doing this job. Yep. It's just too much of a physical job for you, you to be, be overweight. Yeah, you should be tested every month. Every physically. month. Yeah. And you should have combat training because if you know how to fight, why would you need to take out a taser and a gun? Exactly. Immediately, immediately, you just like the first thing they go they go for is their weapon. It's because they're and scared because they don't they don't scared. know how to use anything else. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing also that's a problem is that they're putting the wrong people to police the neighborhoods too. Like I say, let's say for new, like, let's, we'll talk about New York, for example, like they'll bring people from Long Island to police Brooklyn. And like these two people got two different type of experiences, you know, they're, people doing, on it on purpose. Island, they're doing it on purpose. So, you know, they got more slip ups and they're, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, we all know the agenda is much bigger than just the cops. The agenda yeah. is just the, the, the cops are just the agent for the bigger picture. You know, they're the military, prison labor. you know what I'm saying? You, you know, let's talk about it. And it's, it's and for it's, prison labor. And it's painful because, yo, you read the shit that the people got to go through in prison. And granted, you know, criminals, you know, they if you killed someone, you murdered someone, right? You know, you, you're doing jail time because you did something wrong. But at the end of the day, you know, I think, like, there's just some things that it's just like, you just trying to, you just killing this person while they're alive at the end of the yeah. day. Like, if you don't do that, just fucking give them the chair. Because at the end of the day, paying someone, they literally pay them 30 cents an hour in prison. And it costs, like, I remember I saw a post, it costs five cents to get to read a book for I think like an hour so like just to be able to read a book it costs you like five no no it's like five wait they have to pay to read they have to pay to read you want to get you want to you want to read and if you got no commissary if you got nobody who's giving you money your job in prison is your money you know what I'm saying yeah yeah is all you have because not everyone can afford to, to give someone money on a prison. A lot of people Absolutely. can't. A lot of people can't even afford a hundred dollar bail, and that's why they ended up being in prison a lot, lot longer than they should have been. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like if they they don't got no money to give them, you know, while they're in jail. So I just be like, yo, this they they just continue to stomp on your ass because it's not. It, I'm not saying crime is is justifiable. You know, if you kill someone, you kill someone. But there's a lot of people who are sitting in prison that are just a product of the of the system. You know what I'm saying? Like they did things that you know because the system them kind of push them to steal because they don't have any resources for themselves yeah and and now they're doing time in prison and it's just like damn like 
now you make their lives even twice as hard. They can't even like live a, a life where it's like you're giving them their basic rights as a human being in prison. And it's just like, damn, you you killing someone while they're alive. And you want to put them in, 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 in what is that, con confinement? Like solitary Confine confinement? Solitary, yep. You know what that you know what that is to be people are losing their minds being at now, home with Corona. Now, yeah. you know what I'm like, I, I said yo. that like a month ago. I was like, I could like, I get bored on the weekends when I'm not working. I don't do. If, I don't go outside. Yeah. Those three days I'm home. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I could yeah. never be in like solitary. Solitary, yo. Where like, you like, have stimulus. You have light. stimulus. Yo. Like I was legit talking to myself since at certain times. Yo, you know this, right? I had no one awesome, yeah. Yeah. And but, Yo, shit's like, scary. Even getting back to, like, the whole prison thing, like, even if you are a criminal, you killed someone mm. and you did all this shit, it's like, the whole point of prison is supposed to be for reform services. So it's like, yep. there aren't systems set up in prison to actually help people get, people. get any change. Yeah. So you kill people on the street and you get put in prison? What else yeah. you going to be doing? You're doing the People are doing the same shit they did in the streets that they're doing in jail and prison. Absolutely. Just killing other inmates. Like yeah. getting into fights, shit gets, you know what I'm saying? There's still you know, gang wars. There's still people you know, getting drugs into there, selling drugs. Like That shit just made me realize that it's like, that's that's their that's their way to give them more time. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, they'll be, I, yo, I, I say that too. Like if I, you ever know what get, saying? if I ever get arrested, I'm going to do more time for what I have to do in prison to stay alive yo. than what I got in originally for and they know that they know that because they don't do anything to fix this, the environment. You know what I'm saying? They leave yeah. it as is, and it's just like you know, survive if you can. And it's like, yo, you gotta survive. You know, you gotta do. You gotta really fight for your life. And it's just mm -hmm. like this shit is just crazy because you think about these poor people who are in these circumstances, the people who didn't maybe deserve to be in those circumstances, and it's just like the forgotten population because nobody nobody wants to talk about it. You know, and it's because they, there's so much stakes in this industry. You know what I'm saying? You know how yeah. many businesses are? I saw a whole list i think you saw it too i think i saw that you liked it it was like a whole list of all the products that you have right here in your fucking house that were made that in prison, prison labor, yeah. and you're like yo this is uncomfortable i got mad shit i gotta throw out i was like yo i got mad shit to throw out the new york state um hand sanitizer that they're giving out for free now yeah made in prison uh, yep department yo. of corrections Yo, and it's and and it'll be these brands that you have so much faith in. I think I saw Johnson and Johnson. Everyone see Johnson's, which you wash your baby's mm -hmm. ass with. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this should be like having me like, yo, this is so backwards. That goes back to a point you made though, in terms of stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a blog post about water. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And like you had this yeah. whole situation where you wanted to buy uh, water and you saw Poland Spring, it was like $2 or a dollar something. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a off brand for a yeah. dollar. This is off brand, you're like, can I trust this? Yes. Water. Exactly. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I would still go for a brand that I trust, like Poland yeah. Spring. Yeah. Because like, it's who just, knows it, what you put in the water? Like, exactly. <laughs> but then at the same time, do you know what they're it putting is. in Poland Spring? No, you're you not don't. researching. You're no, not researching no, Poland no. Spring. You just trust Poland Spring because of the name. And I'm just like, damn, yo, they really got us twisted out here. It's just like twisted. Like, I think it's the hardest thing, especially when you go through spiritual awakenings, you go on spiritual journeys and you do so much reflecting and you just, you just try to go inwards and figure shit out. And you realize how much the world outside of you has led you astray from even yourself. Yeah. You know, you're like, damn, like who am I? from the beginning of time, we all know everything they did with slavery to dis disconnect them from who they were. Um, and then we're just a product of a, like a bloodline that just went like for so long of just watering us down watering us down putting religion on us that wasn't our religion just putting mm -hmm. so much shit on us that at the end of the day you look in the mirror you're like who the, who the fuck am i you know what i'm saying 
And I think when you when you embark on that journey of spiritual awareness and connection, you start to really come into place with just who you are beyond this physical body and this physical reality. And that power is unmatched. Like that power is literally unmatched. When you know yeah. yourself in that way, it's like yo, nobody can nobody can can cross that. I think a lot of times we don't know where our control can be. And especially like where, with like this mind over matter mentality, you know, you got to keep your mind at a good place. You got to keep yourself spiritually at a good place. Yeah. All those things together, you know, play a big role. Uh, what is your kind of perspective on mental health? Especially because I think, you know, mental health is also a system within itself where, you know, you have a lot of people who are telling you, hey, you know, this is, this could be this and this can be that. You know, they have a whole system of like these diagnosable things about you. And it's just like, yo, this person could just be a product of like um you know their upbringing you know systematic oppression just a whole mm -hmm. bunch of shit and we're so quick to put oh that person has like add or that person has like bipolar disorder that person's depressed like it could be so many you know things so like how what's your relationship or your your you know idea or beliefs with mental health i feel like your mental is way more important than your physical any time mm -hmm. of the day yeah. um and then when they have like these labels on the spectrum like ADD and mm -hmm. uh, ADHD and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, especially when it comes to stuff with attention. Yeah. I'm very, very, I, I hate to be quick to actually go with someone on a label. Like, yeah. even when I, like, I'll go back to this past uh, fall when I was teaching uh, soccer at the Y. Um, mm. There were a few kids who were probably on the spectrum in terms mm -hmm. of like ADD and shit like that. But it's like, to me, there's nothing wrong with that. It's only when you're in our school systems, when you're taught to, you have to sit down for eight to three and stuff yeah. like that, that yeah. when you can't focus mm -hmm. on a certain thing for more than an hour straight that you yeah. have an attention deficit. Like, why are you focusing on something for an hour straight when you're fucking yeah. six years old? Like right. you're supposed to be running around. Right, um, naturally, naturally, you know? Exactly, like, yeah. movement is life, legit. Yeah. Like, if you're sitting down, blood's not flowing, mm. and, like, that's a way for you to release energy. Like, right. it's, you, the more you move, it's easier for you to be creative because, like, you have an outlet yeah. for that. So, yeah. it's like, if you're sitting down and you're, like, you just have all that pimped-up energy, like, mm -hmm. what do you really expect from a child? Right. So, it's like, I'm... Like, I hate labeling people as ADD and ADHD and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. In terms of, like, having your mindset in terms of mm -hmm. mental health, mm -hmm. ooh, I always, like, what I said before, like, you always have a choice to smile, smile or frown. Smile frown, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that you do have a choice and you are in power of your situations, mm -hmm. regardless of external factors, like, mm -hmm. nothing can make you happy. Nothing can make you sad. Yeah, like it's really all about your perception, and your perception yeah. of things can change with information. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like now it's easier for a lot of people to accept their blackness because yeah. a lot more people are publicly voicing their blackness. Yes, and yes. you're seeing a lot more people of different types of black. Like there was a time where being black meant you had to be outside or like the typical stereotypes or like yeah. uh, what we get um prejudices for yeah it has a it's it had okay. a negative a, ne a negative, a negative connotation, connotation. yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now it's okay to be black and nerdy it's okay yeah. to be black and academic it's okay to yeah. be black and commercially successful like yeah it's okay to be human and black 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time. Because like, we and, have you know, our own way of showing our perspective on life. Exactly. Instead of seeing what was on TV and how we what were supposed to be force-fed to us. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that, you know, I kind of want to get your perspective on where do you think... Okay, because there's this whole thing where it's like Latinos are like, oh, you know, this whole battle of like black and not being black you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. i feel like one thing i one thing i've come to notice just as my experience as someone who is in a latino household where it's like i realize that there is this idea that black means african-american and i realize that it's a it is just a thing across the latino community where they think that because they came here and this country's telling them that's what black is you know what i'm saying so a lot of them have this misunderstanding that black they think black is just african-american and they don't they're not included in that and sometimes it's not malicious a lot of times it can be a lot of, a lot of latinos do have this this disconnect with the you know with their african roots or don't want anything to do with it they still they're yeah. brainwashed with that european you know um you know conversation of race but uh a lot of times i think people have this misunderstanding of what black is you know because i think black is this big umbrella because at the end of the day when i go check something off and they're asking me for my race and not my like nationality or ethnicity i gotta yeah. put black so at the end of the day it's like it's this big umbrella and we're all under it you know what i'm saying so i think a lot of us are there's so much conversations now where i feel like a lot of us are feeling like yo where now i feel like i know where i fit into this this cat this whole umbrella because a lot of times if you were latino like me if i'm dominican i tell you i'm black you're like bitch you're not black and i'm like oh but like i am black you know what i'm saying like at the end of the day yeah you're just not african-american exactly so mm-hmm. it's just like there, there's oh, there's been and i and i think it's still present today and i and i hope that you know we can rectify that where it's like i feel like um african-americans and like everyone else who is let's say here who is black as well but like let's say latino afro-latino whatever the case is yeah. i think we're still trying to fight each other as like what's your title and like you know do you identify with my group and what, i think we're still perpetuating the very problem i think we just need to unify and shut the fuck up and be like yo we need to we all need to stand here together mm-hmm. and know that this is it i don't care if you're latino and you're not my complexion you're lighter than me you are still a part of the community at the end of the day because you're still marginalized in some way or another it's same thing mm-hmm. with like lgbtq if you're like a feminist i think all these people should still be fighting for this cause because you know what it feels like to be marginalized you know what it is to have a lack of justice or equality exactly. so i'm just like this is everyone's fight and i and i just feel like sometimes there's way too much talk between like oh like are you black are you not black can you speak on this can you not the easiest way like i was able to uh, differentiate the race and ethnicity thing is like yeah. you'll see me next to someone else and be like we're both black but mm-hmm. he's Jamaican. So because he's Jamaican, someone assume I'm Jamaican. I was like, no, I'm American. Yeah. So it's like, my title would be African-American mm-hmm. and he's Jamaican, but we're still black. Like, yes. black yes. and white is legit your skin yes. tone. Like, are you right. dark or are you light? Right, right, right. No, and I'm not, with, just... I'm not with that shit because at the end of the day, you're not black though. Like, if I look at your complexion, I don't see black. Like, black is one like, you know, like, black is like black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I've, like, seen, I've seen black on the skin complexion. Like, right, right. They, they, down south, they call them char babies. Yeah. Um, but it's like, like, well, at least my grandmother called them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, yeah. okay. That might have been a nickname. I'm, I'm assuming that's a down south thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, um, in terms of like di- differentiating different blacks in, in general, is like mm-hmm. if you're brown, even light skinned brown, like your complexion, even lighter, like yeah. if you're put next to a white person, would you be considered white? Exactly. If you're, not, clearly, if you're not considered that, then you're black. 
you're black i'm sorry like yeah. it, like it, it really is what it is and it's just it's so crazy because at the end of the day even like my dad if you put my dad next to a white person you could say he's white but at the end of the day my dad is latino you know he's mm-hmm. still got to stand on this side because at the end of the day you're still marginalized somewhere or another and your country is still rooted in so many mixtures yeah. that it's like it's still there in your bloodstream you might have it might have not it might not show on you but it's still there you know what i'm saying so it's just like you, we always got to, I always keep that in mind because there's some Latinos that are lighter who still care so much about the cause and understand. So I'm just like, I just want us to really wash that China divide and categorize ourselves within ourselves. Like, yo, at the end of the day, we know what it is. We family, regardless, because at the end of the day, they do not care about us, no matter how you dice it. One day they might turn around and say, fuck all Latinos, we hate all Latinos, we're not gonna give Latinos any resources, that's how immigrants get treated in this country. And it's just like, we're gonna it's want- It's already for- like that, to a degree. Exactly, we're gonna want people to show up for us. We got people in cages, still, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a problem Off a country that was us. based off of immigration, we hate immigration. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, there, and, and I get so angry when I see these Karens be like, go back to your country. I'm like, bitch, like, you where too. Where were you originally from? Yeah. Bitch, you too. <laughs> the only person who could tell me to go back to my country is a fucking Native American. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it's just like, it really be blowing mine. But let's let's get a little bit into untamed beings. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know, we got untamed beings. We got Eric in the building, the founder of untamed yeah. beings. You got this yeah, whole yeah. platform where, you know, you got a bunch of educational information on just workouts, health. Um, I think you were running a program one point. I think I saw you were running a program where it's like, you know, every Saturdays, pull up, you know, we're running these yeah. workouts. So you, I used to you, do the summer workouts, yeah. Yeah, you had a whole, you know, you had a whole thing going on. I know quarantine kind of going on right now, so you can't really have your your things, you know, like active and go out to the parks and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, tell me what got you to birth, like Untamed Beings, like the name itself. Like what 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 got you to create this? Um, so I've always wanted to have something that I could call my own. Yeah. Um, and like in the reality, nothing's ever your own because there's always gonna be people who help you get there and stuff like that. But yeah. The ego. We want to have something we can call our own. So that's where that, <laughs> so that's okay, where that, okay. that's where that yeah. came from. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love helping people. Um, mm-hmm. Like, generally helping people. And mm-hmm. um, my tool for... The best way I like helping people is, like, real helping them realize their potential. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we'll have conversations and you'll say you want to go. And I'll, like, my goal in that conversation, when you tell me you want to do something, help yeah. you believe that you can actually do it. Yeah. Um, so the easiest that's way good. for me to do that during college was mm-hmm. personal training. That that's the tool that was available to me. Yeah. So it was like, you know, the system we had in Oswego. We had the three weeks for training. Yeah. After that, you get a new trainer. Yeah. But um, Brian Bwa, shout out to you. He <laughs> found out the formula is like you could uh, if you're consistent for three weeks, mm-hmm. it's enough for you to get started on your own. Yeah. Not only that, that's when you start to see like first physical change. Even if it's mm-hmm. not you dropping inches, it's you mm-hmm. um, gathering that strength to actually be able to do a, uh, at least yeah. a portion of your goal. Yeah. So it's like, okay, when I finish with someone in those three weeks, when you first started, you couldn't do anything. But now you have a better understanding of your body mm-hmm. and you have like the strength to do at least the first step for your goal. So yeah. it's like, if you know it's possible to change physically, why isn't it possible to change in any other aspect in your life? If you're consistent, starting three weeks at a time. So yeah. it's like I was using the physical dimension of wellness to help people realize there's change in other dimensions. So and their yeah. emotional 
in their relationships with other people, mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. financial situations, because you mm-hmm. see it happening physically during personal training. Yeah. Um, so it was like, okay, I want to make something my own. I like helping people through this. Mm-hmm. Let's make a brand or a business space off of it. Mm-hmm. And at the time, like I was really loving personal training. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll make a fitness um, brand. Now the naming itself, uh, that was like trial and error. Like I knew I wanted something that um, would portray the philosophy of being the best version of yourself. Yeah. Um, damn. Like I have I'm... a book here. <laughs> show me, show this, me the book. This is from college. This little notebook. Oh, it's and a journal. Yeah, I use it as a journal. And uh-huh. this is all my thoughts from about Untamed Beans uh-huh. from junior year to I think I finished it 2018, like two years ago. And then I have another book that's almost filled up with thoughts of shit I can be doing or how I should be developing myself yeah. as a character. Yeah. And in terms of like different names and stuff like that, I was just going through a lot of random stuff. Yeah. And I, I, my spirit animal are wolves. Like I love wolves. I like. I that. see it in the background. I see one in the background. How yeah. like? <laughs> yeah. It's like. With wolves, I like the idea of like having an alpha and omega and stuff. Like, there's leadership mm-hmm. in it, but yeah. their alphas aren't selfish. Like, they mm-hmm. look after the pack. Mm-hmm. And I'm big on like working together as well. Like, you mm-hmm. can't get anywhere by yourself. So, like, you would need a pack. So, like, mm-hmm. I knew for sure I wanted the wolf to be like the mascot well, yeah. quote unquote, for Untamed. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, if you're being the best version of yourself, you're working towards being an alpha yourself. Right. So, it's like, Okay, what do alphas do? They help other people succeed. So it's like... Yeah. And let's not get it twisted. Alphas is just not males, you know? Females no, can also not. be no, no, no. a female alpha. This is you why know, now, even when I'm you know? talking about, like... This, because we're talking about the creation yeah, of yeah, Untamed yeah, Beans. But yeah, like, yeah, now, yeah. when I refer to Untamed Beans, I don't even mention alpha. I just yeah. say, the, be the best version of yourself. Because, like, you're right. There is a connotation that alpha is for male. And it's like, yeah. no. Being alpha is being the best you. Like, yeah. you don't have to be the best person in the room, but if you're the best you, Ooh. you can control the best portion of what you can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And if everyone's doing that, there's no way y'all can lose. Yeah. So it's like, absolutely. my philosophy for Insane Beans was be the best version of yourself. And yeah. then as you're working on that, as long as you're doing better than someone else, you can help mm-hmm. them do the same. Yeah. Like, if you're not helping someone else do the same thing, you're not being untamed because that's just selfish. Like, it's, it's supposed to be you bringing someone else up. Ooh, that's deep. I don't so, think they, I don't think they heard that. That is so deep. Just because if you're an untamed being, you know what I'm saying? Like you are, you are allowing yourself to be more fluid in the experience instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, I'm trying to control this. I gotta control this, uh-huh. and that doesn't allow you to like, like I was saying to you, like you're the type of person who will like extend your arm to the people, you know, and be like, yo, I'll help you out. You know that that type of fluid, being fluid in that way, and not constantly feeling like nah like what am I getting out of this that is you really being like tamed to that idea you know really you know grounding yourself in that ego so it's like yeah I, I damn that shot is deeper than I even expected yeah man and it's yeah. like I, I believe that whatever energy you bring to a situation you always get back so oh, if you're yeah, being absolutely. selfish and you're always on your own type of time mm-hmm. there's no way in hell you can't expect someone else to be on their own type of time when they're dealing with you Yeah, it's like if I'm always kind and i'm always uh like affectionate and just aware of what how you're feeling Mm -hmm. there's no way that you won't open up to me 
and mm-hmm. give me the best version of yourself just based off of that. So yeah. it's like, okay. And they yeah. always tell you that. They always tell you that. Like, let's say you're driving and someone's like angry at you and you look over them, you smile, you say love you. Like, they got no choice besides to like, you know, kind of retreat back. Like, damn, you know, like that yeah. person made me, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we don't, you know, we can we can really face things in a, in a different way and kind of try to bring the best out of other people even when they're fucking like angry. Like, you know, when you have a raging driver, just look over like, I love you, smile. And they're like, oh shit, like, damn. Like if you someone's know? generally upset at you or they're upset in general, yeah, giving them a hug and a kiss will make a tremendous a change difference. for them. Absolutely, absolutely. Just for the energy, just ener- the energy that that's being exchanged in general, just in the atmosphere, is yeah. so important, and people don't understand that. So the name within itself is like you know incredible. Yeah, when you, you texted me saying what you thought the name meant, like not a lot yeah. of people actually get that. But it's like yeah. if you're untamed, the only person that can stop you from being the best version of yourself is you. Mm. So to be untamed, you have to break your own patterns. Like you really have to dive inside and mm. like figure out who you want to be. Jeez. It's not even who you are. It's like who you want to be because you have the opportunity to create yourself every day. Ooh! Hold on! <laughs> Yo, can we? Yes, let's get just a clap. I need to insert a whole applause right here. Like, yo, for real. Like that. You see, this is what I'm saying. I think, I think when you have companies that just make things and it doesn't have this right here, like this root of a real purpose, it, I, I can't feed into it. I don't want to really associate with it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who are trying to create their own thing, you know. And yeah. you, you ask them like, yo, what's the birth of this? Like, what you know, what got you to that name? Like, what? It, oh, it just you know, I, I googled it. I liked how it sounded, and I'm just like, so there's no root to you know what you're doing. I think a lot of people nowadays, I think especially as we're evolving spiritually and emotionally in so many ways, we want to connect to what we're engaging with and what we're purchasing, absolutely, our money in. So you having such a real you know, depth with what you're trying to create here. It's like, yo, anybody can feel comfortable investing their time and their money into this because this feels like an investment for me. You know, it feels like you're you're giving back to me in a way where it's like the information, the vitamins you giving people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's it's real, you, you know what I'm saying? Shameless <laughs> plug. Nah, do what you gotta do. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it, it, it gives nutrients to the soul, really feeds people. So it's just like it has to be that way. It's the only really way for us to really have something that sticks nowadays. So But I feel like you do have to go through those stages of you doing stuff that doesn't really mean much to you to find out what the hell, what means, what something does mean to you. Because it's like, don't get me wrong, I've made up plenty of clubs growing up that had no type of meaning rather than the fact that I wanted to be in a club. (laughs) Like, and when it comes down to it, like, if you're building a business based off a community, it is a club. But it's like, now I have a basis for that community. And like, Mm -hmm. for community purposes, that's great. For business purposes, that can be like a flip side to it. Cause like, yeah. you, like for business, you do kind of have to be like, I have to do this and this to set, to reach my goals. Yeah. But like, I'm so much into the people side of it. Like if something mm-hmm. doesn't feel right to me, even if it did last week, I'm gonna stop offering that. Or I'm yeah. gonna stop selling that. Like, I feel that, feel I right. feel that. Because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, untamed beings is just an, uh, an extension of you at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and what you're giving out to the world, like if it doesn't feel right in your soul, and although it felt right last week, you know, if it don't feel good right now, you, you can't, I think you can't cheat yourself. You can't go against how you're feeling because I, I think, you know, you don't honor that emotion right there and it's important, you know, and mm-hmm. it's a real, it's a nudge and, you know, that it's important for you to pay attention to. You know, you start 
doing shit for the wrong reason. You know, you're just doing it because you think you have to do it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so I, I think that's so important. And at the end of the day, it's about who rocks with you, even even though you move that way. Like if someone's like, yo, Eric, come on, you had a whole program last week. Like people, like, you're going to find the people who rock with you because they rock with you. You know, they know that that's how you are. You're that's, They could take it like, yo, Eric is constantly reinventing this program. Mm-hmm. It's never the same. He's always reinventing it. I'm someone who likes to reinvent myself. So I like how this is, you know? Yeah. But if you have you have a, you're gonna have people who are not who might not rock with it because they don't they don't like reinventing they like shit to be kind of consistent yeah, or like the, the same consistency, yeah yeah so it's like you like know, I can appreciate that but it's like that's just not who I am as a person mm, like I've yeah. reinvented the brand on Tim Beans so many times yeah. and like to other people who don't know what it is or can't see my vision like mm-hmm. it could be completely random things but it's always redefining the aspect of being the best version of yourself right. and helping other people do it yeah. but like. When I first started on Tame Beans, I couldn't do anything with the brand because I wasn't who I needed to be as an individual. Yeah. Like, how can I tell someone else to be the best version of themselves when I was over here doing dumb shit? Like, <laughs> like I, I yeah. was in the wrong completely how I was living. Right. Right. And then, like, once I fixed certain situations, it was like, mm-hmm. okay, now I can actually live a life that, like, I can actually be proud of. And I'm not ethically mm-hmm. or morally wrong or going mm-hmm. against my own principles. It's yeah. like, I can actually speak to some people now. Yeah. And then it's like I went completely from offering fitness stuff to realizing like I I prefer the mental aspect and the social aspect of it more than the physical. So it's like mm-hmm. another reinvention. Like Yeah. I'll still offer personal training, but like this is only a gateway into life coaching. Yes. Yes. Do the life coach. Yeah. Do the life coach thing, man. There's so many this would say there's so many avenues you can take with this so many avenues that you could take with this and I, de- I definitely can see how you know the people might receive that as like damn like you know this is constantly changing because sometimes even my own project i see that like oh i'm changing how this looks they're gonna be like this isn't consistent this isn't cohesive this don't look yeah. right you know you'd be like yo this isn't this isn't you know this isn't going right with you know people are looking at this and aesthetically it doesn't look pleasing i get you know those I mean? thoughts so much in my head that i stop mm-hmm. posting on 10 beans Nah, like everything that I post that. on my personal Instagram should be going on Unsane Beans, honestly, because like yeah. that's the thought process of what I'm going through, and Unsane yeah. Beans is me. But it's yeah. like I look at the page, my Instagram page. I'm just like, I'm looking at other brand pages. It should have some type of cohesiveness. Like mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you see the post on the Explore page, you should know it came from me. But and you know, I, don't I can know tell how you, right I can tell you a little trick though. You know, a little trick. You know, a little trick you can add to your post is you should always have your logo on whatever you post. That will always, always, always have that watermark on there. Because the end of the day, no matter where it goes, if it ends up on the Explore page, people's like, untamed untamed beans, what is this? And it is cohesive because on every photo, if you make sure you always put it in the same place too, that that always stands out right there. The logo is there. You know what I'm saying? So there's one thing that I could tell you when it comes to that. Just make sure your logo's on everything. Because even if it's just a photo of you, you want people to know that, you know, you have have this. You want to offer it to them. And if Mm -hmm. you want to know what it is, it's untamed beans. It's here. You know, you see me go check me out and see what I'm doing and I think you already have you have one part of it locked that it's like once you get the other part you're good because you have that humble aspect of you you have a real genuine desire to do something and when people don't have that genuine desire they don't continue doing it so I feel like because you have this genuine it's, it's going for the long haul but I think right now you're doing so much um, groundwork. There's so much groundwork happening right now, but I, I I can see it definitely. You know, long haul for you actually manifesting into you know what you've been journaling about for like yo like yeah, I know who you was writing about it in your little apartment in Oswego. Like yo, 
trying when to get this. When I was in shit. the PT coordinator office, a lot yeah. of times I was writing in this, like waiting for someone to come in for the interview. I was writing in that. That's what's up. You have to. You have to because nobody's gonna make it happen unless you do. So yeah. I would definitely say the only hint I would say is you know add a little thing on there, but don't discourage yourself though with that though. I understand that it is you'll get hard on yourself, and I can see that too. You like you'll post on your personal because it feels a little safer to do it that way because mm-hmm. everyone know you and you know you people. People solidify. People respect you on there. You know you get your little likes in there, so you're just feeling like yo, it's secure here. But like if you really are just like. Yo, I'm gonna try my best to make it look good. And if you're consulting with people you know, you know you can always reach out to me. I'd be doing a little bit of, you know, a little bit of my own thing. You know, you have people around you who can give you something, some sort yeah. of something. Reach out to all your outlets and never feel ashamed to do that because at the end of the day, if people really fucking with you for real, for real, you want to know if they are. You know what yeah, I'm saying? People be that, afraid. Yeah. People be afraid to find out if people really fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? That's very true. That's I could have been true. afraid to hit you up and be like, yo, is Eric going to say yes to this podcast? Or he might say no, like, you know, I'm not really interested. But he told me yes. So, you know, if he's if he rock with me, he's really my friend. I shouldn't be afraid to ask him to find if mm-hmm. I, what, if, The worst true. thing is that I find out is that he don't really fuck with me like that, like I thought. But yeah, I even wanted, if I didn't feel comfortable coming on the podcast, I'm still going to be your way. Exactly. Exactly. And you have, and you have, and that's why I'm just like it wouldn't. It would. It would never really be taken like that. But at the end of the day, people are going to show you whether or not they rock with untamed beings, or if they don't. And so it's like your responsibility isn't to fucking keep tally on who is and who isn't. Just continue to do what you have to do, and whoever wants to rock with your shit will. And I think the more you stick to it, kind of knowing that at the end of the day you're still good because untamed beings is going to get to that point Mm -hmm. regardless. It you know people just gravitate towards that. It's just natural. I, you've seen it like I think about Kanye Kanye started off like nobody respected him they were just like you are a producer you are not a rapper stick to what you're good at and he's like I am good at this he continued to believe in that shit until it's like yo he became the most respected rapper you know of all time Kanye confidence is a, <laughs> what you should be aiming for <laughs> yeah for real for real that confidence yeah, is seriously. like oh like I'm telling you yo that man is like confident and it's it's unfortunate he has no regards for anyone else's opinion and if he does yeah. it does not show whatsoever absolutely not he looked blankly into that camera and said george bush does not care about black people and we, we were all like yo <laughs> yo he did not give a damn about the consequence he's just straight yeah. up said it and uh, that you could you could definitely kanye lives his true authentic self no matter how uncomfortable it might make you he is true to himself. He is strange. He is a little weird. There are some things I'm just like, damn, you know, you know, maybe why you got to, you know, why you got with a Kardashian? You know, you could have gone with somebody else, but, you but know. It's like he sees something in that that we can't yeah, see. But for exactly. whatever, like, not even judging him on that. It's just mm-hmm. like all his projects will succeed because of his confidence in himself. Like, he's so comfortable mm-hmm. with himself. Yeah. And I think that's why I couldn't, like, Untamed Beans is evolving in that because I'm getting more confident with who I really am. Like, I was never really afraid to answer questions from people, but Mm -hmm. outwardly showing them, like, my true Mm -hmm. self, I would kind of, like, gaze the room and then see what, like, I can give. Like, I'm starting to learn, like, how to be me, completely me in any situation. any situation. And as I'm getting more comfortable with that, it's easier to embody Untamed Beans as a brand Yes. And it's like I can't tell the people to do something I'm not doing. Yup. 
Absolutely. So it's like I really had to work on myself in order yeah. to get there. But it was so important, so important. The process was so important. Like we said, like you always look back and you're like, yo, it's the process that matters. So yeah. what's happening right now is what matters the most, really honestly, because you're getting an opportunity to look at yourself almost like, you know, differently, you know, from as, as almost as if you stepped out of your body, you have an out-of-body experience. So you're looking mm-hmm. at yourself like, all right, observing what you're doing. What can you change? How can you make this stronger so you can get this to a point? So at the end of the day, you know, it's it's all still super important how it is happening now, even if you're not where, you know, you want to be in, in in reference to untamed beings. Where do you want to take, where do you want to take untamed beings? Where do you want to take this? Yeah, so... I think being the best version of yourself is like embracing your art, whatever your art is. Mm-hmm. So like for you, your art may be the podcast or the blogging or just expressing yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's an art. Someone mm-hmm. else's art may be fixing cars. That's yep. an art. Yeah. Art can be being a teacher. That's an art. Someone's yeah. art can literally be drawing or painting or music or whatever. Yes. Whatever you do, that's an art. Yes. Like, it is a craft in itself. So yes. like... I want Untamed Beings to be like a platform for people to express their art. And yeah. when like I have a big enough platform, I want that mm-hmm. platform legally to be an agency to where I can push other artists. Yeah. Artists, whatever your art is, I could push yeah. teachers into different yeah. schools or whatever. I want to be the middleman to get people to where they need to be. Got That's what you. I want Untamed Beings to be like in terms of an agency. So yeah. it's like you have teachers who have a certain um, belief system, like how I want to get into teaching. Yeah. I don't care what the curriculum is. They're going to learn about true black history. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. if if the DOE or anyone doesn't appreciate that and have other teachers who do, yeah. create a homeschool system or a homeschool yeah. system where we teach uh, black kids or kids in general mm-hmm. who, who parents want them to learn the truth, yeah. we'll yeah. have that set up. Ooh, I, I had a whole vision. You could do a whole thing where it's like, let's say that this, because, you know, they try to stop you mm-hmm. when you're trying to win. If you yeah, did yeah. it, it'd be like, yo, kids, you know, when we don't go to the after school, which is like a YouTube channel that you have that you tell them about the real, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they can't stop. You know, at the end of the day, that's just free. You can do whatever you want. YouTube is YouTube. They can't Absolutely. tell you. So I was just like, yo, there's so I many ways. On- as when I become a teacher, I plan on using social media in general because, like, yeah. you need to learn how to use social media professionally as a kid yeah. instead yeah. of just putting your whole life on it and then that being used against you later on. Later so on, like, exactly. All my students are like, I'm not there yet, but I, I can see myself in the classroom. I can see myself in the classroom making it mandatory for my kids to make Instagram and Twitter account. One yeah. for their personal use that's private. And then yeah. one with their first and last name or middle initial and stuff like that, that is mm-hmm. public. And yeah. teaching them how to use that to show, to portray the life that they want other people to see. Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like, this is all a game. Like, yes. Oh, absolutely. I show absolutely. you what I want you to see. You show me what you want me to see. Like, mm-hmm. we're always going to withhold certain things from certain people because yep. that first impression or people's perception of you yeah. is so important. Yeah. And Make a break. Social, and with social media, like, mm-hmm. you can use that to your advantage. So yeah. why not learn that in class? Yeah, yeah. Because they don't they don't care about teaching us any of that. And, and back in the day, you know, maybe social media wasn't a thing, let's say, yeah, for us. Yeah, it wasn't. Me. But, but you know, who taught you how to write an email? Exactly. Or, and, and just even math. Y'all could have taught us how, how, how do I file some taxes? Like, can y'all taught me how to file some taxes? Like, I had to go into this shit blind. Like, yo, wait, I, how many dependents? I don't know. I got zero, one, bitch, I don't know. Exactly. Like, yeah. And, and to this day, I still don't really know how to do my taxes. I, my yeah. family friend does it for me. Like, yeah. she helps me over the phone. But mm-hmm. let me ask you something. You lived off campus. Yeah. Did you have to write checks? 
Did you do the it? landlord? Uh, yeah. Did you write checks to the landlord? Nah, it was always cash. You did always did cash. Okay, so yeah. I did it um, via checks. Ooh. I had to call my mom. Like, how the fuck I write this? You like memo? <laughs> What's memo for? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like yeah. you had to write the the numerical the value amount. on the top yeah. right, and then you have yeah. to spell it out on the like. Yeah, I didn't know. I googled it at first, and I was like, 3000 with it. two cents. You had to be so specific, yo. too. Yo. Absolutely. They couldn't teach you that in high school? Like, you're not going to need checks when you graduate? Oh. I'm telling you, like, that goes back to the same with the whole system thing. Like, they teach you everything you need, like math. You know, you need mm-hmm. math, but they don't teach you. Like you said, do you they don't marry that? it to the real situation, like real life. Yeah, how do you apply that to your life? And it's just like, damn, y'all, I mean... Like, I was Shit. fortunate in that sense in terms of math. Like, my god brother, mm-hmm. just how, like, my my blood brother manifested MCA into his life. Yeah. My god brother loved math. So now he's, like, a math teacher at Baruch. Yeah. But, Ooh, like, good school, too. Mm-hmm. But, it, like, Shit. when it comes down to it, it's, like, when I was growing up, yeah. if I was doing bad in math, like, he was on my ass for it. But he made it easy to learn. Like, yeah, I would learn, like, statistics and probability from playing cards. Oh, shit. Playing spades, like what's the probability of something else coming up when you see this on the on the, the table? Like yeah. playing blackjack, what's the probability yeah. of this happening? You already went through those cards. Yeah. Or, and for Uno and stuff like that. So it's like I'm getting real life applications. So mm. that made my fun. Mm. Once high school came around and geometry and all these poos mm. and Mm-mm. I no longer can like I couldn't see a way to apply it to real life. It was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. But it's like it's easy to learn stuff when you it's can see on. the real life yeah. yeah you can see the real life application absolutely when they hit you with like 6x plus 3y equals and you're like what the fuck is all these yeah. letters come from I thought math was numbers <laughs> but if they can apply that same algebra equation to like a real life situation so it's like in terms of uh, interest yeah. so that x variable could be an interest percentage True, true. And like how you can actually lose a lot of fucking money if you... yeah, yeah. they don't tell you that shit. They don't tell you and, that shit. And then like even yeah. if you even like for a high schooler like who doesn't really have money to begin with, you mm. say you can lose a lot of money, like lose a lot of money. I don't have any. Like I lost yeah. five dollars to this channel. Like, that's not exactly the... yeah. You can talk we about like oh if um have you ever went home and like the lights were off? That's heavy. It's heavy. That could be you all the fucking time. Or there's no oh. hot water. Imagine yeah. you had to actually pay for hot water, Ooh. but you made this mistake. Yeah. You will never have hot water. It's cold showers all the time. It's boiling water because they take bird baths all the time. I would understand that as a child. It would have clicked. It would have clicked, right? You've been serious. Be my best subject. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we had to turn the stove on and get some heat. Yeah, yeah, man. Those bird baths, like boiling the water and t- putting it in a basin. Like, nah. Trust me. I don't trust want to do that me. all of my life. Yeah, they, they would have put it like that. You, yo, we would have all been like, yo, damn. Yeah, like, you would have been like, X goes where? Yeah. Yo. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Bill getting paid this month, bitch. That's all now. Exactly. Yeah, you know? <laughs> You'll figure facts. out the fucking equation. Facts, facts. So I just be like, yo, for real. That's why when you realize, like, if you want to do anything that's educating people, let's say as a teacher, life mm-hmm. coach, untamed beings, you know that you want it to be, you know, genuine and real. You want to give them stuff that they can apply to their actual life. And yes. I think that's what's been happening with you as you continue to roll through the motions with it. You're like, yo, all of these things are still within untamed beings. You know what I'm saying? The mental health aspect, you know, how you getting your life right, your money right, all of these things 
you know, and it's beautiful that it, it started with physical first. You know, you that that's where you had your mind at, and then you that were was, able to That was the easiest for me because I always played sports. Right. So I was always being physical in general. So it was like, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. But then, like, I learned how much I... I realized how much I learned from sports in general, like discipline and how practice does make you better at something and the importance of practice and like the camaraderie I've gotten from sports and teammates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even individual sports, just comparing yourself with someone else and you guys giving each other tips, like fitness and sports is a community. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's a big embracing in it for a reason. Like it's easy to bring people together through the physical. Yeah. But it's like when you can see how different things intermatch and interlink with one another, like yeah. being physical always made me happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I wasn't uh, moving or I wasn't being physical, like it really messed with my mental. So I was like, okay, yeah. I'm seeing that same correlation with other people. Like this must be a similarity with fitness in general. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, if you have like any emotional issues or mental stuff, let's just start with getting you moving. Yep. And then when you learn that you can actually learn how your body moves, yeah. not just like how to do a certain exercise, but understanding what that exercise is doing for your body and understanding right. the principles behind it. Now, yeah. not only are you learning, you're learning how to learn if you're learning mm-hmm. the principles of your body. Mm-hmm. So if you can learn the principles of your body, why can't you learn the principles of any other, uh, other aspect? Like yeah. So it's like there's just so many things you could take from the fitness industry and absolutely the fitness world and, and you apply know- it to something else. I think about, I don't know if you ever heard of 600 pound life, but it's like, if you watch these episodes, they can be very hard sometimes to watch it. Cause these people are like, mm-hmm. like they can't move. Like they're literally just yeah, yeah, yeah. idle. Cause they're so big. But then you listen to their story and they went through something traumatic. Like, you know, I lost my, there was one guy who like lost his dad at a young age and he just resorted to eating, you know, to keep him feeling That's like, real. you know, that's real like mental health is is so intertwined with your journey to lose the weight to get your body to a place that you want to be so i do think that it like you said you said at the beginning you said everything starts with your mind first you know Mm -hmm. for you to get anything done so it's like you see these cases it's easy to have a good mindset when you got that good social support oh you got the good support community you have a tribe yeah Mm. so it's like some people like you need a family of support um, mm. of some type so it's yeah. like some people are very fortunate like me to be born into a family like that like my yeah. blood family is amazing yeah. but i'm also blessed with family i've chosen like i consider you part of my family like yeah. my friends, friends are yeah. family yeah. when i was on sports teams your teammates will always look out for you that is mm. family so yeah. it was like it's easy or easier for me to be optimistic about stuff when mm. i have people telling me i can do these things or even if they don't necessarily believe in me, when you can always feel that, they'll still support you blindly. Yeah. Or they'll still want the best for you, even if they don't think what you want is the best for you. They still want the best for you. And then yeah. you realizing that it's like, okay, like I can make it through this. When you don't have that support system, mm-hmm. it just is like, why am I here? You know, you say that, I think about the community, like what we're going through right now, where you have people who um, end up in situations where it's like, let's say we're talking about the prison system, these people who end up in jail, a lot of them didn't maybe have that that, that community or that tribe of people yeah. kind of guiding them. And it, and of course, we all know at the end of the day, it's there are a product of a system, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. with this project, like say like project situations, like when people live in project buildings, they set it up for them, for them to kind of stay there. You know how people get on yeah, welfare, yeah, yeah. it's hard for you to get off of it. You know, 
what I'm saying? They set it up so you are stuck in this this cycle of things and you don't elevate. So it is it is hard when you don't have a group of people who see far beyond, you know what I'm saying? Who they just see here, you know what I'm saying? And it was like how the same prejudices that like white people and other people have of blacks, yeah. I kind of grew up with those same prejudices. Like when I, I was younger, that. I couldn't go outside by myself. And, like, I would look outside and I see fights happening in my neighborhood and I see, mm-hmm. like, glasses being broken and shit like that. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, in my mind now, it's like, I can't go outside by myself. I can only mm-hmm. go out with from, with someone older or, like, someone looking out for me. Yeah. And I see what's outside, so I'm assuming I can't go outside because of that. So yeah. now I'm thinking, like, okay, if you're outside all the time or if you're, like, hanging you're out doing on the block, bad things. Like you're, you're doing bad things, which is mm-hmm. preventing me from going outside. So it's like, I'm assuming you're a bad person. Yeah. When like I didn't really quote unquote be black or mm-hmm. become like black and like get in tune with it until I got mm-hmm. to Oswego, where Ooh. I'm the whitest of neighborhoods that I've been yes. in. Yes, yes. But now I'm on campus yes. and living off campus with other black people who were outside yeah. and may have been in gangs and stuff like that. And I'm having conversations with them and we're in the same yeah. class and stuff like that and realizing we're the same fucking kid. Yeah. Except yeah. like. I just had like you a may have found trip. a family, yeah. You may mm-hmm. have found a family and your friends on the block or mm. the game and stuff like that. And I just yep. had a family at home who wanted me to stay home. Yeah, yeah. But like our situations aren't the same. Like I could have easily been in your shoes if exactly. I didn't have someone telling me to stay home. Like I would have been outside right. having fun too. Yeah, your situations aren't so different because yeah. you know you're. It's just a different um, variables. That's all. The variables exactly. are different, but the exactly. outcome is still the same. So it's just like, and it's really, it is crazy that you say that because Oswego for me too was the first time that I realized that like we, you know, your color me- does mean something in the society because when you do grow up, you know, amongst your own, you don't you don't notice it, you know, that heavily. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know what's happening, but you're just like, damn. For this point, there's people who will literally hate you or make you feel uncomfortable because of your your color. You know, just being in the town of Oswego, sometimes you feel uncomfortable going to the store. Or, um, you know, I remember one of my friends was in um, McDonald's and one of the guys told her to get in the back of the line. He was a white man from the, he was a townie. And he but told her to get in the back. Yeah. yeah, to get in the back of the line. But it was almost like, you know how they told like back exactly. in the day yeah, when segregation yeah, yeah. was a thing. It's like, get in the back of the line. It's like, yo, what the fuck? And it's like, probably the tone he said it in is like he yeah. probably felt like he was in a position of power or better mm-hmm. than her. And it was just like yeah. you take that you you seriously take it the wrong way for good reason. Yeah. And like yeah. it didn't really hit me how blessed we are to grow up in New York City, a diverse yeah. city. Oh yes. Until Oswego. Mm-hmm. Um man. You see how you see how those people live in. Like <laughs> and their mentalities. Was, for anyone who's like lived in a town where it's only you've only been in your town mm-hmm. and you've never left your town and you only see the same around a, a group of people mm-hmm. like i can understand how you see any type of other different culture and it's a shock to you it's legit a shock yeah and you don't know how to deal with that yeah. like i remember uh that brazil thing that was a, a student exchange mm-hmm. but it was two white people and two black people on the trip uh yeah. Or male and female from each race, mm-hmm. and I remember we had to drive down to the city to um, the consulate to get our um, passports and our visas and stuff like that. And yeah. since I was living off campus at the time, I had some stuff I had to pick up, so I asked him if, like we could stop by our um, my, if we could stop by my house to get it. Yeah. And I wasn't driving; I didn't have a car at the time, so yeah. they were like, "Sure, we'll pick up stuff." And as soon as we got to like my neighborhood, 
and we got off the highway and you driving through my neighborhood like mm-hmm. i could just see the shift and like one of their reactions like she just seemed scared mm-hmm. and i was just like i get it and in my mind is like i wanted to show her or all of them like it's like even though the environment outside looks pretty bad yeah that doesn't necessarily mean the way we're living is bad like yeah if you go if you come to my apartment it's set up pretty fucking cool like yeah it is no yeah no high tech high tech yeah Yeah, it's high tech and we take pride of like the stuff we have in our cribs Uh, like when we pulled up to the building i was like do you guys need anything you want to use the bathroom need something to drink that was like my way of trying to get them to come inside and like show them like it's not as bad as what it seems like out here yeah but they were like no and they just seemed scared in the car so i left up there but yeah. then it was like going forward even throughout that trip i just realized how they were like um reacting with other people or even the brazilians mm-hmm. we were with like yeah. it's like you got to be mindful of that you're in like when we're going in brazil like we're in there they're in in their space like they're yeah. welcoming us into their homes yeah so like yeah. at that point like whatever you're used to really doesn't fucking matter because mm-hmm. like you you're in their space now yeah exactly we're with their family and shit like Mm -hmm. that so it's like Mm -hmm. if you're not used to it try it if you're not willing to try it respectfully let them know like i can't do this or something like that like there's no need to suck your teeth for like yeah like forcibly impose this like discomfort yeah or call them out on something that's different like yeah why is different like yeah this is is a completely different culture it's an opportunity to learn it is and i think it's easy to have that mindset when you grew up in a diverse situation like yeah oh yes i went to school with white kids hispanics Mm -hmm. asians blacks whatever you're in new york city but if you if you're from a town where it's only white people it's only black people it's only mexicans and you only know that culture like Mm -hmm. every other culture every other culture is you're basing off of media yeah you know how we're portrayed Mm-hmm. And that's why that's why we are dealing with this today where it's like you know people are asking people are you from this neighborhood what are you doing here you know with Ahmad just going into the construction site and looking because you know god forbid they were you just want- white kids doing the same thing and nothing was wrong yo the other day i had walked past a church that i guess they were doing a reconstruction site on it and i just looked at it and i was like oh shit they're like changing up this church you know yeah. and then i went home and then i thought about you imagine that someone would have chased me down and shot me because i was looking into that church and admiring it almost you know I'm like you know because that's what i'm saying people don't realize that just just because it wasn't you doesn't mean that it couldn't be you or it couldn't be someone you care about because there is no um you know there's no like uh exception to this anybody can get it is what clearly is what they're making they, the Absolutely. kids are getting kids are getting it people who work for emt uh work for the the you know the system anybody can get it they don't give a damn yeah. so long as your skin is that color you are liable to get it and, and it's, it's just like that yes. mindset we feel is like it's it's truly crazy in the way we behave like i saw a twitter video earlier of, of a kid shooting he looked like uh, he was in a suburban area had mm-hmm. a basketball in his driveway and you could see from the security camera at the house he was shooting in his driveway the basketball court yeah. he heard a cop car come by just patrolling through and he went behind his uh family's suv until the uh, car drove by and then went back to shooting like there's been plenty of times where like you're playing right at home yeah like you're mm-hmm. walking with friends but you see cops and then auto like automatically you just, you're just like yeah, you're tense yeah. and you're you're being very mindful of your behavior like 
am I doing anything that will attract their attention? Yeah. It's and so it's so sad that that is that that is our experience. And I think that is the pain that we would like for, you know, Caucasians and white people who share this space for us to just recognize that our experiences are different and they don't yeah, want like, to. We don't even want you to feel that pain. Yeah. Like no one should feel like that. Exactly. But we want you to understand why we are reacting the way we're reacting because like, yeah, we why go we're shit every fucking day. Every like, day. And the- it's a, when I run in my neighborhood, it's a risk I take. Cause like I know how imposing I may look being mm-hmm. fit and black mm-hmm. while you're running in the street. And 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 it doesn't help like the hair, like if it's like if you're gonna do it, then they then you have to like make sure that you're manicured got, a certain way, that you're not mm-hmm. you know what I, mean? I gotta it's make just, sure I'm wearing running gear, specifically running gear when I'm running. Like mm-hmm. headphones, maybe a phone in my hand, or I'm constantly checking my watch so it looks yeah. like I'm running and not running from something or towards something. Yeah, yo, like that shit is crazy. It's just oh, oh, that show is fucks with me because when I always have to realize that we have to because imagine we're we're already battling to not shrink ourselves as just us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like oh, like I want to be able to react how I feel, and then you realize that on top of it off, you have this another part of you that like you're shrinking yourself because you don't want to be seen within the system that you know if they see you they prosecute you. So it's just like you have yeah. all these things that are just constantly pushing you to shrink and shrink and shrink, and you're left like. Like always like I said like feeling astray within yourself like yo at the end of the day what one thing that I know is so true is that like you can't you can't kill a soul you can't you can't take a soul you can't at the end of the day a soul a life is infinite you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so like and and if your intentions while you're here is to be so pure to share love to to bring the best out of people to really you know you you want to spread positivity you want to make this experience as convenient for everyone you mm-hmm. know like that that will always you know shine through everything and that's why i feel like good karma does come to you you know that's yeah, why absolutely. you will always get these good things that will come to you because if that's how you're operating in this life and that's what i'm saying even when we think the worst thing has happened when they think they took george floyd you know, you know, someone that is from our community who did not deserve what what he what what he got. You know, he did not yeah. deserve that. But at the end of the day, I think we can always rest assured knowing that at the end of the day, we always come from a, from a place of love, and we know that our circumstances wasn't from us. We didn't we didn't want to be here. But at the end of the day, we're angry, you know, because you you pushed us here, and then you want us to also be quiet about it. Yeah. Um, but but we know that when we speak up on it, it's always from a place of like we're angry because we because in front of anger is love and it's it's coming from a place of love. You know, we love our our community. We love the fact that yep. human lives are important and y'all taking it like it's nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you're passionate, I, I, regardless of how passionate you are, whatever spectrum yeah. of passion you are, it's coming from passion. Yeah, absolutely. So like the that spectrum of passion is is hate and love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's still passion. Yep. And it's like you don't have passion if you don't care about something. Exactly. It was Absolutely. like this is a blessing because like now voices are being heard in mm-hmm. higher places and mm-hmm. because this movement is getting so big and it's having so many eyes on it. Yeah. Sure, you could say the same thing to a thousand people and maybe only two people will actually understand. Mm-hmm. But that's for now, yeah. two people over <laughs> we'll the take zero it. that was nothing. Like, we'll take it. That's something. Yeah. And then the more you hear a message, the more like your mind slowly starts to grasp. Yeah. It. Yeah. So, it slips into like, your subconscious. You know, mm-hmm. these people are gonna. You know, over time they're like, oh shit, this is a real thing. I saw that on Netflix. Fucking dear white people is trending. Nobody was checking for that. I feel like now people are like, yo, let me watch a series. Like, what is this about? Yeah. I think people are trying to get more educated on the shit they weren't educated Which is on. So beautiful. 
it's still, you know, it's something, you know, it's bigger. It's more than what we had, you know, and I, and I don't, I think everything that's happened in the past led to this moment. That's why I know yeah. all these things that we dealt, all these protests in the past, all these marching that people had to do for their rights. I think it all mattered, although in the moment it might have not felt that way, you know, when, when it came time for change and change didn't really happen. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we are getting to that point, and especially when we want to turn around and try to educate the youth. It is, mm -hmm. it is, it's inevitable. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you know, when you just feel like it is inevitable, this, yeah. this is inevitable. This change that is coming is inevitable. We cannot continue. It's kind of like with your brand, this reinvention. It's inevitable. It's going to grow. It's going to change. It's going to evolve. You're going to change. You know, that's what's happening within society. It is everything. That is how yeah, life this is. This Black Lives Movement matters was since yeah. slavery. Like, exactly. we always thought Black Lives Matter. Exactly. It's just now that it has a voice on a social media platform and it's getting mm -hmm. huge and it's getting momentum. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, this has always been happening yeah yeah it's, just... it's been shit man i, t I tell you man like the, the it, it, it's gonna get to it's gonna get to a point that of course it's gonna be different because this time people aren't letting up like this isn't becoming like mm -hmm. yesterday's paper people are still talking about this today you wake up like i said you on social media and you will see things that is still happening it has not let up people are still protesting people are still talking about it making videos people are like yeah. yo i don't even want to talk about anything else if it's not about this you know what i mean yeah a lot of people feel that way and like even when it does slow down like months from now a year from now whatever when it does slow down like i do hope that the behaviors that we're getting from this will continue because that's the only way we're going to get better as a community like and mm -hmm. reinvesting into black businesses and into black services yeah. and recirculating the black dollar mm -hmm. because that's the only way we're going to get honestly have our voice heard you cut yeah. our, ourselves Ooh. out the economy that's what they listen they're to fucked. they listen to money they're fucked they're fucked they, they will not what they don't know what to do without our dollar because they know our dollar goes fast and we we spend yeah. it fast so they're like yo and then another we thing love these name brands and yeah. wanting to keep up with the white person is like yeah. we cut ourselves out of that they but have good. to respect and, it and i noticed that too you have a lot of friends who do a lot of clothing mm -hmm. you know foreplay i know we went to college together i know he has yeah. his brand i know you, the, the other friend that i met at your birthday he has like the the big kids like uh, the neighborhood auto. kids yep. yeah like all these people like these are the type of things that it's just like you have these are the type of communities or the groups of people that people feel uncomfortable giving their dollar to for clothes you know what i mean absolutely because it's just like oh i'm i'm bigging i'm bigging him up to build his shit up it's just like you know, would it hurt though? Like, what what does it take away? Because you're going to go to H&M and buy that and buy a shirt. You know what I'm saying? You're going you to H&M and buy a shirt. Like, yeah, it's it going like to cost Yeah, like, I would support them because they're my friends. And, like, yeah. yes, I believe in your brand. But it was, like, mainly because, like, I'm, I want you to succeed. So I'm supporting you as a friend. Now mm -hmm. it's, like, a deeper than that. And I think mm -hmm. it's becoming deeper for a lot of people because people mm -hmm. are realizing that you have to reinvest the black dollar. So yeah. it was, like... Part of me doing uh, my financial change, which was my goal for 2020, it wasn't in this way my goal, but it's starting to become my goal now. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. how I'm like changing how I'm spending money. Yeah. I'm whatever I can buy black. I want to buy black. Yeah, that's what and that's what so, I was saying because people people were like, oh my god, but like I don't have these things around me because for me personally, I'm in a neighborhood where there's a lot of Mexicans. The community is mostly mm -hmm. Mexican in my community, but I think I'm still at least giving to you know the group of people who are marginalized, our community at the end of the day, the Latino community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's no matter whatever is around. Group. Exactly. And it's like, if you can get it in your neighborhood, you know, moms and pops, you know, don't give it to, you know, Target when you can get all these things, you know, right, you know, at your local shop where they have everything there. And it's yeah. just like, I know it's hard because you have this trust with everything, you know what I'm saying? And the top Not even the, only the trust, 
the yeah. pricing too, especially with clothing, because these smaller mm-hmm. brands they don't have the marketing power, so they have to yeah. upprice their stuff. Yeah. Like it was just the other day, my mom like asked me if I wanted uh, shorts from the Gap, and they were yeah. like terry cloth shorts. Yeah. And like they looked amazing. And any other time, I would have been like, yeah, let's go. And the twenty dollars shorts that everyone, ha- all these big corporations have sales now. Yeah. But then, like, I saw a promotion from Tier NYC, and they were doing, yeah. like, their spring shorts and hoodie collection. Mm-hmm. And although it's going to be way more than the gap, it's like, I know it's a black-owned business. Right. So it's like, I'm going to spend four times more money right now yeah. because I'm supporting you. Exactly. And, like, at the end of the day, do I honestly need more shorts now? No, I don't. I don't need it. And that's another thing, too. One in general, I'm going to support you. It's another thing too. It's just to, to calm down the sense of like consumerism. Every like this is a problem just in general. Like people have a constant need to consume and waste their money. Like save your money, invest in something. You know, property. Or people always say property is a good thing to invest in. Land, yeah. get something that you can call your own. Um, invest and save your money. And if you have a little bit to give, make sure it's black owned. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you if you need your essentials and all you have in your neighborhood is a Target, you know, just get your essentials and don't be going beast. Like I'm gonna get this clothes. I'm gonna get all these things. Like you know, just try to minimize it at least if you can everyone can give a little bit you know it doesn't have to be on top of the world but give a little bit there's no excuse for not giving at least some sort of contribution to changing you know how things are yeah and then like on like having business like black owned businesses in the community like real estate yeah a goal of mine is to have like real estate in like these the neighbors we grew up in yeah like there's yeah. a park down the block that's been abandoned for fucking years yeah. and I would find it so cool if I can make that into like something like the Boys Club of New York or something like that, but have oh, like my shit. own community center for kids on the block yeah. Yeah. or like owning a liquor store. There's liquor stores in every black neighborhood. And every, it's like, every block almost. Yeah. But how cool would it be to have a black owned liquor store that mm. forces you to buy black liquor? Listen, listen, there's a, uh, there's a winery called Brown Estates and it's like one of the first wineries that's owned by, you know, a black people. And I was just like, you know, with this whole experience, you go get the wine, you know, and it's all, it's all like, you know, it just feels different when you go like to a white person, like here's a little winery. You want to make sure, you know, you, it just feels the vibrant, you know, you just feel like yeah. you're around people who get you your vibe. vibe. Yeah. You can feel the pride of like, yo, this is, you know, within here, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like. A, a lot of people have, I think now is that time where people are being forced to realize that, that it is okay for you to invest and in how people say buy, buy back the block, like invest in your own community. It that is would be so dope. It would because honestly. you grew up there. Why you want to, you know, why you want to run away from, from home, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. we always complain about like, even like our landlords and stuff like that. Like they're not taking yeah. care of us and stuff like that. What mm-hmm. if you would buy that real estate company and now you're renting out to your, your people? Yeah. Like, that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if I was a landlord, I would change a lot of shit because sometimes I think in these minority communities, people just don't respect the fact that we're sharing a space. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'd be like, come on, y'all. Like, y'all don't got to piss and y'all, we all share this space. Like, why y'all yeah. gonna piss? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it really, I, they're de- I feel, I, what I hate is that sometimes, like, people give them too much slack. I think that we should still be given guidelines and rules that we follow. Oh, absolutely. There should be guidelines and rules for anything. Yeah. Uh, not that all rules should be followed, but, like, there should of be course. guidelines at least just for mm-hmm. some structure. But, like, if someone, like, the people who are pissing or, like, or, like vandalizing the building, so to speak, mm-hmm. if they knew that person was owning the building and, like, that person that actually it. has the best interest for the community. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that like, say if I, uh, if you were the landlord, 
and I'm mm-hmm. in the building and you like no I'm pissing or whatever or I'm like loitering and making mad noise if you came yeah. up to me and just said like you can do this outside or if you have to use the bathroom you can go outside to the tree or whatever yeah yeah and because you want the best for the tenants here and have the best living space for them like it wouldn't right. be fair for someone to come into my space and pee in that like I can understand that yeah. and it'll be easier for me to take from you because yeah. you're like me yeah, I feel like you. a big corporation I feel you. being like I feel you. Who writes you an email, a exactly. passive aggressive email saying, "Hey, uh, you might get evicted if you continue this." Like exactly, and then yeah, it's like if it's that. even coming from neighbors, it's like you don't. This thing's in your building, so why do you care? But yeah. like, if it if that neighbor was the owner of that building, it's like you know why I care. It's yeah. to give the people in this building the best place that they could live yeah, in. Yeah. I feel that too. That does make a lot of sense too. If you at least have some representation of you and what you can identify, at least it would resonate more with these people when you tell them yeah. like, hey, I'm coming from you at a different, I'm not coming from you like as like a money hungry, you know, you know, one percent, one percenter just over here. You know, I'm coming at you like legit, like this is for all of us, respect it. So Absolutely. That, that's a fact. They'll Even, still disrespect you, but it'll be like, afterwards, they'll kind of feel bad because like that could be the grandma, that could be the grandfather. Exactly. Brother, yeah, and we share in this fucking space. Like we, mm-hmm. we, we should all treat it as such. Um, just to just to wrap up with you, cause mm-hmm. yeah, this is a long <laughs> little episode, and, and I'm fucking with it, cause like le- legit, we never had real conversations like this in college. But I always knew you were a dope person, but yeah, I never, sure. you know, you know, I never knew like that's why I was like, let me let me send him these questions to make sure he's comfortable, cause I don't know how comfortable he is with being deep. We you know, could I'm talking talk about, about whatever. I can see. We may not be able to share whatever. We could talk about whatever. I'll answer any questions. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I end the podcast with a question, you know, and the Mm -hmm. question has three answers on your behalf. Um, And the question I have for you today, Eric, is what are three changes you noticed about yourself or your thinking beliefs or anything of that way, that sort, when, like, you were a teenager compared to who you are now, you know, as, as a grown man? Um the biggest change because I I legit revolve a lot of things in my life around love and that's like relationships that I go through romantically or just friends in general like I yeah. base a lot of stuff off of the love I get or the love I want to give mm-hmm. um when I was younger I always like saw myself like having multiple baby mothers and like stuff like that not having a bad relationship with any of them but like a uh-huh. lot of monogamy was just like why? so so far like why would i yeah. want to do that like yeah. I, deep in my mind like that's something that i always wanted and i don't know if that's because of what media portrays in general yeah. like monogamy yeah. is like the goal and stuff like that but it's like mm-hmm. then it was like why would that be necessary like i'm able to vibe with so many different people mm-hmm. like generally vibe with them and i'm sexually like we're sexually attracted to one another so it was like mm-hmm. that partnership or parentship why couldn't that work but mm-hmm. it's like now, like I truly see a value in like you can't really grow something completely unless you make sacrifices in other areas. Yeah. Like if all your options are completely open, mm-hmm. like you'll, you, it's like kind of being like the jack of all trades. Like you will never mm-hmm. be an expert in one field if you're spreading yourself thin in so many different fields. Yeah. Um, and that's like the same thing for relationships. So it's like as long as you always like give yourself to multiple people, it's like you grow through people so if like if you truly Mm -hmm. learn through one person and um like you guys go through so many different things and evolve with each other like that's a lesson in its own absolutely and i think just kind of on that like um i'm gonna let you finish but you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just in that in reference to that um 
like we when we were talking about you sent me the poem and um it's just about like when you're having you know when you get intimate with somebody too it's just like it's it's a it's it's not like people treat it way too lightly you know what i'm saying like like it's just like a pass a passing moment you know what i'm saying like you take a piece of that person and that person takes a piece of you in that moment and it's just like a a, a synchrony of souls in that moment and it's not lighthearted you know what i'm saying like because the purpose of intimacy is to create life so it's just yes. like it should not be taken as lightly as i think a lot of people take it where it's just like how many bodies can i have and it's just like, like you were saying like you know i, I want to have all these baby mamas and it's like it's like it's, but so- it's like even in that sense i think the people who are taking it lightly or yeah. quote-unquote lightly yeah. they understand the importance of the intimacy because like regardless of how many people you have how many bodies you have there's always that one person you probably repeat with yeah and you guys are generally cool and yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. Like, you understand the importance of it but mm. there are like so there's two folds like there's always extremes and there's always the middle ground the middle. Yep. so it's like sex yes that is for biological purpose it is for creation of life And then you have the passion side of sex where you Mm -hmm. are giving yourself to someone spiritually and Mm -hmm. you're part, you're, it's an exchange of energy. Like orgasms are an exchange of energy and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But then on the other side, there are times where it is a physical act and Mm -hmm. like that, uh, it's still an exchange of energy, but not so much. It's more of like a release of energy than the exchange. Yes, so, yes. So it's almost selfish in a way, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah so sometimes, like, sometimes she'd be there like, I didn't, I didn't get nothing out of this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Or sometimes, <laughs> even on the flip side, because yeah. I mean, we'll use yeah, a guy yeah. for just the orgasm and one yeah. nothing else to do it, and guys yeah. do the same thing. So it's yeah. like there's a selfish uh, way of sex, and then there's mm-hmm. the I want to please you, and yeah. that pleases me type of sex. Yes, yeah. So there's there's a spectrum on everything. Yeah, absolutely. I got you. I got you. I mean, yeah, but for me, I'm just like, you know, I think when when those things do go, when it gets to that point, you know, I, I, I think that there should be some sort of foundation and understanding and a building happening here versus like, you know, because Eric, come no, on no, now. No, there's no, there's no. guys out here who be like, yo, come on. Like, what's up? Like, you trying like, yo, come on, man. Like, we just been talking for like two weeks. Like, what you think but this even is? In, but even in monogamy, if you're in a monogamous relationship, there's not all the... all the time when you have sex is going to be like we're making love no there's sometimes exactly. it's just going to be fucking <laughs> like, like, let's be real bitch, i gotta go to work in 10 minutes <laughs> let's, let's be real there's gonna be times yeah. where like you're just actually frustrated and you need to get that raw energy yes. off yes, and it's not yes, so much yes. about like the exchange Always. of our stuff yeah like there's gonna be times where it's like it's really romantic and yeah. you are caring for the other person's pleasure but then there's yeah. other times where it's just like yo it just just needs to happen in that act both of yeah. you hopefully are getting the pleasure from it but it's like mm-hmm. that mindset is different the, mm-hmm. there's sex and then there's fucking and that can happen in monogamous relationships too you can yeah. only have one partner and still be that way sexually yeah 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 i feel that i feel that all right moving on to the second thing what's the mm-hmm. second thing you notice what's, um, what's changed from teenage you to to you now i guess my principles and morals Mm-hmm. so like that's huge yeah so it was before it was like I, like I said a lot of stuff revolves around love <laughs> me so going back to relationships yeah um cheating and mm-hmm. even if you're not the one cheating if you're dealing with someone who is cheating mm-hmm. like in my eyes before it was like that's not my relationship so it's not my problem 
Mm. But like now, like I can see, like you are feeding into that. So it's like, if I I no longer want to be the I was a cheater in past relationships. So it's like I no longer want to be that person. Mm. And like if you can, re- like not necessarily relate to someone, but if you're in semi encouraging someone else with that behavior because mm-hmm. you're participating in the act, you're technically no better. Yeah. It's like if I'm encouraging that I got that, you. If I'm I got you. If you're the other like, person on the other that. side, yeah. 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 So it's like that mindset, like just having those principles and morals, like that's just one of them. But it's like it's easy for me to relate everything to my love life and shit like that. So yeah, yeah. That's the second change. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, the second yeah. Thing yeah. Um, a third, a third. Um ah, it's not necessarily teenage years, more like uh, elementary school stuff like that yeah. when like you're, I'm really dependent but yeah. learning how to live for myself and to mm-hmm. a degree I was always doing that because like I said I was always talking out and mm-hmm. like especially when I knew I was going to get in trouble I, I had to say my piece because I knew it was going to happen yeah, but yeah, like yeah. even when I was doing those things to a degree I was still feeling bad Yeah, because like I felt like there's a certain way I should be living mm. instead of the way I want to live like mm. we all have we all have two ideas of how we should be living what society mm. says we should be doing and mm-hmm. what we truly want to be doing mm-hmm. um and I learned it was okay to not have those intermix and truly be okay with how you want to live and fuck what society Mm-hmm. wants you to live so that, that's the hardest part one. though that's that oh, so- man. society that's yeah absolutely because you are it's almost like the education system you are unlearning because at the end of the day it's like let's say for me for example uh when society has told me when i was growing up at least that my body type was wrong and then yeah. you grow up and then your body type is like is right and so i'm like confused i'm like where do i stand like what what is society was telling me one thing when i was growing up and then now y'all telling me another thing and you have to unlearn these 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 thoughts and you got to figure out what do I want for me? Like, do I mm-hmm. want to be smaller? Do I want to be this way? Like, what do I want? Because for so long you were wearing the lenses that society had kind of yeah. put on you. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the hardest thing. I'm, I'm still battling it today. Like yeah. it's so hard. Like for me, it was so school. Yeah. And since I have an older brother who didn't finish high school, like he did his GED and everything and he didn't yeah. go to college. So me being the second uh, child, Nine, especially nine years later, when my mom had a grasp on how the system worked, there was no way I wasn't going to college. Yeah, yeah. Like I had to be on top of everything because, like, mm-hmm. it's viewed as a failure when you're failing in school. Mm-hmm. But then you get to college and or late high school, and everyone's telling you all these C's are millionaires and shit like that, or yep. like C's get degrees. But like, do they really like that? The yeah. C will get you the degree, but is that really getting you the job that you wanted or like do I really need to work so hard in these subjects to to succeed or get what I really wanted out of life like yeah there's it's internal conflict I go through all the fucking time time. if I could if I could redo college I wouldn't (laughs) me either (laughs) simply not because of school if it was simply off academics I I wouldn't go to college yeah 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 a lot of shit I learned was off YouTube Something like yeah, <laughs> I, I would go to class and have to reteach myself right before a test. Oh, yeah. So it was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that may have been my fault as a bad student, but it's like mm, the experiences not... I learned yeah. 
from college. I would never take that shit away. Like that taught me yeah. how to live. Yeah. Especially being away from home and like you were being sure. super independent. Yeah, you know? like sure my mom was still looking out for me and stuff like that, but it's like yeah. the experiences, I was no longer sheltered. Yes, 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 yes. Like, Everything was definitely honestly yeah. living. It was just like I wasn't doing this when I was home and that wasn't acceptable to me and my family was like you see the different cultures, you see the different yeah. people, the way people are living. It's just like, mm-hmm. this is really life now. Yes, it is because it gives you kind of inside look into, you know, once you graduate college and, you know, the coworkers you're going to have. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what the the atmosphere, the people, you know what I'm saying? You're going to deal with all kind of walks of lives, all type of mentalities, all type mm-hmm. of beliefs. And you got to be okay with being around them too. Because yeah, you are, you're forced to be around them while you're in school. So it, it is true. I mean, I wouldn't take it back either. You know, in my experience, you know, yeah, I'm not too much of a fan of it. But, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice change. Nice change. But I get I get what you're saying for sure because it's, it's the exposure. You know, I think we learn more just by the, the, the social aspect of it. I think we learn so much that way, you know, than yeah. versus like, you know, the books, you know, like you said, we kind of taught ourselves at home and. We weren't really getting, you know, in a lecture class. Always, Come on, like, like who's if someone's going to college? I would always tell them board, uh, room and board. Yes, I would always advocate that if you can afford it. Yes, I yes. If you can't, advocate. if you can't, you know, get the fuck off campus. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. If you can't afford it, you know, try to find a way to save yourself some money. But uh, definitely, I de- I definitely agree with 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 that last one where it's like this experience, you know, in totality, it, everything does play a major role to where we get to, you know, as we're going along the process. All of it yeah. is important. Everything you went through, who you were before, even though you know you were the cheat, you cheated and you weren't happy about that. You that was a whole thing you had to deal with. You had yeah. to go through that. You had I'm, to. I'm who I am now. Because I can appreciate those experiences, yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, you there's a lot of people that, let, let's say, like, there's women who will end up with someone and they marry that person, but that person wasn't that person when they met. You know what I'm saying? Like, that so was a times. process. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even the guy you mentioned, what was his name? The guy you watched on Instagram? Uh, Prince um, Donnell? Yes. He was yeah. talking about his process with his wife, too. And before that, you know, he was running around doing shit, you know, that he shouldn't be doing. And mm-hmm. he had to really realize that if he wants to build this life, he has to be serious about it. And so we all have just, to learn discipline at some point in time. Yeah. Mind over matter. Yeah. Untamed. Whatever, whatever form of that discipline looks for in your life, like yeah. you gotta go through it. It's different in everyone's life. Absolutely. And that's and that's and that's the beauty of it all. It's all gonna be different, but that doesn't mean that we can't find, you know a commonality we can't oh, yeah, find something absolutely. that makes us so similar even though it's so different you know it's like we're all going through different shit but we're all going through the same shit at the exact at the same time <laughs> you know like yeah. it's, we're all we're all still together in that process and that's why i would love for this time right now for it to be about being together and and mm-hmm. showcasing us for just being you know human first you know we have all these stories you know that are so far beyond you know the 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 categories that we've been put in, you know what I'm saying? Like we have all these experiences that make us so unique, you know? And, yeah. and even like, I don't know if you see Issa Rae, you know Issa Rae. Issa Rae is like the the girl from Insecure and yeah, she yep, was yep. like this, this first time you see like an awkward black girl and it's like, cool, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, there's so many roles that we're seeing nowadays. Like today, I feel like there's just so much exposure to thing that, things that like, of course a teenage us wouldn't have so much access to getting to that conclusion like we can today. Yeah. Cause there's so much information today now for us to get to this point too. So all the whole process was important on the list. So Absolutely. all the 
mistakes we make, all the all the you know wrongdoings or the things that we're not proud of, our shadows, like they say, like um, there are shadows at the end of the day. They don't go nowhere; they're there. Um, but true. but you deal with them and you build a relationship with your shadows, and you don't let the you know your shadow overpower you. You know what I'm saying? You are and still that shadow is two D. You are three D. Yeah. Ooh. I'm more than a, I'm Ooh. I got gems, baby girl. I got Ooh. gems. He had, to, he had to fuck it up at the end of the podcast. Of course he had to. Y'all know it's Eric. Y'all know it's Eric. Untamed Beings. Eric, you it was me? a pleasure having yes. you, man. I have to say I'm oh. very proud of the platform you've created. Thank and you. I remember in, in college, you would have never done something like this. Absolutely not. You know I hated um, everybody. Yes. Yes. And then you sharing your thoughts was like, that was a process for you to go through yourself. So yeah. thank you for sharing this platform and the people you. that you are like broadcasting to us. We appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here. I'm here. I'm trying to create some community through conversation, give some vitamins, you know what I'm saying? So we can You're have not more trying. You're doing. things. You're doing. All right. All right. There goes Eric with his, yeah. with his <laughs> motivation for me. So I keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate you. Um, thank you so much for being on. Stay blessed. Love you, Shayla. You too. Thank you. Peace. I want to kindly thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you walked away feeling more enlightened, more inspired, and more connected to your soul. It is my goal with all my episodes to provide you with some essential vitamins to amplify your life. I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review and share with anyone who can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast.